What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and let you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you are interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of room, as the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones, On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Miller. Deanna, she won't be on this episode today. She has some stuff going on so she won't be here. But it's still going to be a super, super dope episode, and I've been waiting to do this episode for a minute now with the guest we got today. She's super dope. She always spins gems. Uh, we met out in L.A. We kicked it, and I'm like, that was in August, and I'm like, man, we we, we, we definitely got to bring you on the podcast so you can give the listeners a game. Like I said, I'm super glad you're here, and her name is Tara. She's a, uh, on the up for Stackers Only. She's an investor. She's a set writing technician. And she's the hustler of the year. <laughs> so he's so glad to have you on, Tara. What's good? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> but wait, we met in LA? No, no Miami, we met in Miami. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, damn, I was in LA. No, I said LA? Yeah. Oh, damn. My bad. I'm tripping Miami. My bad. You good? You good? Man, my bad. See, yeah, I'm all over the place. I ain't even peep. I'm glad you corrected me on that. But yeah, so. No, um, you could. I was like, damn, I was in LA. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but before, like the first question we always ask, I guess, so all the dope things you're doing, like what was the, what was the start? Just give them a background on yourself. Start of just Everything, like, like where I'm at now. Yeah, where you at now? All right, so I would say back when I was like 15 or 16, um, my sister is a real estate agent. She's a broker now, and my aunt's a broker. And they would always have me as their kind of like their little intern. So I would help them, you know, drive around clients, stage houses, you know, get for sale signs, put the numbers on them, do all kind of stuff like that. And they kind of gave me that start in real estate. And, you know, from there, I always, you know, researched real estate. I always, you know, kept my head in real estate, you know. And so anytime I ever had a question, I would always go to them and they would always keep me up to date with what's going on in real estate with like everything that they were doing, you know, with property management and, you know, running like 50 properties and now running like 100 properties and selling new construction and doing flips for their investors and things like that. So they always kept me in the loop. Right. So, you know, fast forward to now me uh, getting into the film industry and finally having some money to invest. Now they're helping me try to find my duplex and they help me look up, you know, uh, mobile home parks because they give me access to, you know, the MLS so you know it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting so i started there and 
that's where I, I got from there. You know, it's a lot in between, of course, right. but you know, I, right, right. that's gonna take me like three or four hours. <laughs> right, right, right. And we gonna we gonna we gonna touch on all that. But so so where yeah. where you from, where you uh, from originally? For the people that don't know. So I, I was actually I'm actually from Connecticut. I'm born in Connecticut. My family's from Jamaica. Okay. But I was born in Connecticut, and I moved down here when I was like uh, about four or five years old to Atlanta. Okay. And because my mom worked for Singular, and when Singular moved their offices down here and merged with AT and T or she was just working for Singular at the time before they merged. We moved down here, and I grew up in Atlanta, lived all over the city or whatever. But, uh, uh, at, you know, moving down here, it kind of got exposed to real estate through, you know, seeing what happened with the recession and seeing how the city has kind of transformed with the real estate, with everything being bought up and flipped into condos and Atlantic Station popping up and Buckhead going crazy. All right. I, you know, I'm always looking at real estate like, damn, it's money flowing in and out of this like crazy. That's right. That's real. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's real shit. And so, like, transitioning to, I know, because I'm pretty sure you get this question all the time in the film industry. So how, <laughs> like, how does how did that happen? Like, how does someone get involved in that? Well, first and foremost, I'm gonna go ahead and shout out my my basically my little brother Terry. He's not my little brother. He's like one of my little brother friends, but he, that's my little brother. Okay. <laughs> shout out to Terry. I'm gonna put him on. Uh, he's a grip in the film industry. He's working on The Walking Dead, and okay. we had did a um, this little ATL festival thing that we had did together. And basically, what we did when we went we did ATL festival, we had went to the rental house and basically got our all our own stuff, and we were working on the lights and stuff. And he was like, "Look." You kind of already do this shit. You smart as shit. Might as well just join the union and get into film. Mm. So he put me on to this program and I went through the program and uh, it was like some like 400 applicants. Then like out of the 400 applicants, it was like 75 people did an interview. Out of 75 people got the interview, like 25 people got into the program. And I was one of the 25 people. And then we got into the program. I went through it. It took me like about a year and a half. When I was done with the program, I got an internship. And just after my internship, I've been rolling ever since, like, you know, just working on different crews and day playing and working on a lot of different projects and different things. You know, that's just that's just how I got on. (laughs) There's different ways to get on. And it's really hard just because in order to get into the union, you have to know people kind of in the union. But, you know, my boy, Tarek, he kind of put me on to like working in film. I always knew film was in Georgia. I just didn't know how to get in. And he put me on like how to get into the industry. Okay. And was it anything like, because you know, kind of when you're not in something, you have a perspective of it. But when you get inside of it, it's like, damn, you might have you might, you might have a change of perspective, whether it could be good or bad. Is that something that, that's, that has happened with you? Oh, yeah. Like, not bad for anything, okay. but like good. Just like seeing how they do everything behind the scenes and you see how movies are made, you'd be like, wow. <laughs> every day, every day I go to work, I'm like just amazed at how, what we do and how we get things done. Mm-hmm. And then the results of it. Like, even when I'm watching movies now, I'm like, oh, I know how they did that. I know how they did that. I know how they did that. And it hasn't ruined my, my movie experience okay. yet. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, that's what I was. Because I, I know if I did something like that, I don't know if I would enjoy, be able to enjoy movies the same, knowing how the process works and how they create it. You know what I'm saying? Because my mind yeah. will always be on that part of it. So, like, I mean, there's some shows, I'm not going to name them, okay. but it's some shows that people love and it's a bitch to film them. Mm. <laughs> and I don't want to work on them. Okay. But they're amazing shows. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> <laughs> 
just because of, you just got to think like some of these shows, like if, like, for instance, you take the show Lost, you know, the show Lost. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A little bit back. You take the show Lost. They was on an island. Think about working on an island, and dragging yeah. your gear through an island in a jungle and <laughs> mosquitoes and bugs and stuff. Yeah. I'm so it's just, it's just interesting once you get behind the scenes and you see how things are filmed and you see how how things are done. And then you are actually that effect that's being seen on screen. And I've had that that already happen to me. Like, I'm watching something like, oh, my God, that's me. That's that, 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 that went through the window. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was right. right. That's crazy, though. But but what? So for people that hear this, they may be like, so Seth Ryan's technician, what is that? So, like, what, what does that entail? So my department is the electric department. Okay. And in the electric department, you have... Uh, different job titles like the gaffer is the head of the electric the electric department and then you have the best boy electric is second and then the third we are called we're called thirds or juicers or electricians we're basically set lighting technicians so we provide all the light that you see on and off camera mm. and we provide power so like one movie i had to shoot we shot on top of arabia mountain out there in dekalb county we have to provide power with the generators. We have to run the cable and make sure everybody has power, camera department, all the different departments, they have power for all of their equipment. And then also we provide power to the set. So if it's an overcast day, we got to provide a 20,000 watt light to make it look like it's sunny outside. Mm, damn. So we do all the lighting effects, any lights you see on any, every time you watch something on, on TV, every light that you see, whether it be a lamp or lights that you don't see, that's still providing light to that frame. We provide that. Wow, that's crazy. See that? Just watching it from an entertainer aspect. I mean, I don't think all this stuff was going on behind the scenes, but just hearing about how much dope shit go on behind the scenes, how much work they're going to place, it kind of make you appreciate it even more. Because they, oh, yeah. they make it look so oh, easy. Yeah. You make it, everything look so easy for real. And one second. so. Uh, now I want to touch on something uh, that we talked about in Miami, which was mobile homes. And you, like I told, mm -hmm. when, I t when I told you out there, you kind of opened my eyes up to it because you was telling me about uh, a deal you did and all this, and I'm like, wait, what? And, <laughs> and, the, and yeah. So for so for the listeners who wasn't you know privy enough to hear our conversation in Miami, do you mind talking to, talking about that conversation that we had? Yeah, so basically when we were in Miami, I kind of gave you the rundown on how I got started in mobile homes in right. my first deal. Yep. So uh, October uh, 2018, like I, I told y'all I'd already been going to them Georgia REIA meetings, the little uh, real estate investors association meetings. And it's all kind of different meetings they have, like wholesaling and, uh, you know, multifamily, commercial, all different meetings. So I'm in the multifamily meeting, and one of the dudes, he's talking about uh, – his mobile home part. And this is a dude that's kind of like, he's kind of like a mentor of mine. Like I, I email him every now and then and talk about deals or whatever. But he's talking about this mobile home part that he got. And him and five of his friends, well, it was five of them all together. So him and four of his friends or whatever, they bought a mobile home part for $1.3 million. And they got something like uh, 160 or 170 lots in the mobile home park. Uh, they financed a million dollars of it and put down 300,000 cash. And uh, when it, and it hit me, I'm like, wait, you got a part, you know, 160, 170 lots. You charging three or four hundred dollars a month in lot rent. Right. And I'm doing the calculations. <laughs> if you do the calculations on there, you're going to be like, wait a minute. So he got he started talking to me about it. And he was like, yeah, you should look in the mobile homes, whatever. So 
I kind of jumped ahead and was looking at parks and stuff. And then I kind of scaled back. I went backwards and started looking at individual investing in mobile homes. And then, so I research, started researching for months and months and kind of looking for deals, getting on Craigslist and getting on Facebook. And then one day, thanks to data science, <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, an ad for mobile home elite investors kind of popped up or their, one of their posts popped up on my timeline on Instagram. So I followed them and kind of reached out to them. And they had a, a an Atlanta meetup. So I went to their Atlanta meetup. It was in like the beginning of May. And then after the Atlanta meetup, I had basically, the, I don't know what it is about the meetup. It kind of like clicked for me. The end of May got the first one. That was the one I told you about. Mm. That was the one I got for uh, 8000 And then put about two bands worth of work into it. And renting for nine twenty five, lot rent is four twenty five. So when that happened, I was like, "Wait, if I do this forty nine more times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?" I pulled the calculator out. I was like, "Wait a minute, if I get fifty mobile holes times five hundred dollars a month, probably that's like twenty five bands a month." Mm. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, "Wait, my 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 mentor, he got a hundred and sixty lots. You know what I'm saying? He's getting." 300 a month in lot rent, 400 a month in lot rent. He already making over 40, almost $50,000 a month right. in rent. So then that's when the wheels in my head just started turning, just turning. And I was like, okay, well, I can, I know I can wholesale them. Right. I know I can close in a day. Yep. <laughs> I know they're like vehicles, you know, they cheap. I can find them for cheap. I just got to drive out to the country and find them. And then I literally started doing it. And I started driving out to the country. I went to one area. And once you find one part, you usually find a lot of other parts because they don't allow the zoning mm. in certain areas. So right. when you see one part, you're like, okay, the zoning is, is over here. So you can find them. So then I started looking around and then getting cool in with, with the uh, park managers. Now park managers start calling me like, hey, I got this junker. You want it? Mm. <laughs> and so for the most part, now I'm kind of chilling on buying new ones. I'm at five right now. And I'm kind of chilling on buying new ones because I want to get a part. Right. That's a long time. I'm like, right, huh? I can keep up with all of these or I can just get a part. Mm. So yeah. putting my money, like slowly, you know, building my money together and doing my research. And, you know, you know me, I'm big on research. Right. Like, I already I know. Research for a year and a half and then take two days on the move. <laughs> that's that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's, that's just me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really just kind of researching and looking and seeing and looking for the land because I've, I've actually found a bunch of parks. And they're owned by boomers. <laughs> and every time you go over there, they're like, oh, we don't allow investors or we don't like investors. So I'm like, okay, I'll put y'all in my spreadsheets apart. I got them, uh, the categories down to north, south, just like different cities. And I label the parts, like how many acres they have, how many uh, lots they have, what's the vacancy rate. Put the, you know, put numbers in there, put little notes, like this is a junkie park, this is a nice park or whatever. Are they investor friendly? And even if they're not investor friendly, I still keep them on my spreadsheet because later on down the line with this great wealth transfer happening, that part will be up for sale. Right. You know what I'm saying? They can't live forever. Right. And I'm young. Right. <laughs> so one day that park's going to be up for sale. And, you know, I found parks with like 70 acres, you know, 400 lots. And you think at 400 lots, three or $400 a month per lot. It's money to be made. And to me, there's to me, mobile homes 
are, you know, they're the, kind of like the last frontier mm-hmm. because tiny homes and container homes and modular homes, all of those are just gentrified mobile homes. Exactly. That's all they are. Right. That's all they are. Yep. <laughs> and people look down on mobile homes, but they want a tiny home and they want a container it's home. Tiny I'm home. like, really, all y'all did was just renovate a, mo- a mobile home. That's really all y'all did. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I, I look at them as like kind of like the last frontier. So, you know, people always need somewhere to live and people are always going to need somewhere affordable to live. Yep. That's 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 so real. And what I want to ask you is because I was having a conversation about mobile homes with somebody like uh, this was like a week or two weeks ago. And he was telling me how like he was like, man, I keep hearing about this. He was like, and it sounds really good. But he was like, I just don't want to fuck with it. He was like, because he was like, I don't really see no appreciation there. And I was like, me, I'm like, yo, it's cash flow, though. I'm like, I don't need appreciation when I have cash flow. <laughs> and that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, what do you think about that? Because how I see it is, I'm like, as long as it's cash flowing, I mean, that's that you. Look, that's, the way I look at it is I can have a house for 140000 with a mortgage on it. And, you know, after paying my mortgage and taking care of it and maintenance to be making, you know, making my five, six hundred dollars so, right. every month. Right. right. As a landlord. Mm-hmm. Or I can have a mobile home making my five or six hundred dollars a month that I only paid 10 bands for. Exactly. That's how I see That house burned down. I'm going to be sick. 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 If that mobile home burned down, I'm sorry to say it, a lot of people going to hate me for this. Ten thousand dollars ain't a lot of money. <laughs> Talk your shit. No, it's facts. That's facts. I might no, but, but even to even to somebody with not a lot of ten thousand dollars is not a significant amount it's of not, money. Even I'll cry for maybe three days over ten thousand dollars. No, that's but then I'll be like, you know what? I I'm gonna make ten thousand dollars in forty years. Because it's you a know small amount. It's a small amount. It's a small amount. People yeah. gotta stop looking at money like, okay, that's a lot of money. One hundred forty thousand is a lot. Is a lot of money to me. No, Ten thousand to is not. It's not, not a lot. No, it's it's not. a significant amount, but it's not a lot. You know, it's not. It's not. It, it, and it's not significant to a lot of people. To a lot exactly. of people, that's not a significant amount of money. And to some people, that's life changing. That's life changing. Exactly. And that's why I always tell people, money is at the end of the day, money is all relative. If you ain't got, yeah. if you ain't got shit, five thousand dollars gonna be a lot. If you got yeah. bread, five thousand dollars ain't nothing. Ten thousand dollars ain't they, nothing. If they burn my shit down, I got insurance on it, but it's just ten bands. Exactly. <laughs> but, but if it was a if it was a house house, mm. it's a lot of paperwork to go paperwork. with that, and that's mm. a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah, facts. But yeah. A mo- with mobile home, it's not that's like a vehicle. It's personal property. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can sell it on Craigslist and make your money cash today. Like our, if today, if it wasn't a Sunday, I could technically sell a mobile home, and in the next hour, go to the DMV and do a title transfer for eighteen dollars. Mm. That's and then sell it to somebody else and they can go do the title transfer for another $18. That's some real shit, man. Like, why do you think a lot of people kind of... I feel like some people are kind of uh, getting exposed to mobile homes, but for the most part, a lot of people I know, they kind of like still extremely weary of it. Why do you think Because a lot of us are fed stigmas as mm-hmm. when we're younger, you know, that we have to break out of right. as adults. Yep. And we have to unlearn a lot of things. Like I used to think mobile homes were trash when I was a kid. When people was telling me they were into mobile homes, I was like, "Wait, you people do that for money? Like that's a profitable thing?" I didn't think that was profitable. And then I actually started going to these mobile home parks, and I'm meeting people that own their mobile home. They're like, "Oh, I'll sell it to you for twenty thousand. I just bought another one that's thirty thousand. Like I met a couple that their kids like graduated from college, and they was like, "Okay, we done." They sold their house for four hundred thousand in Pennsylvania, and they moved to Georgia 
on a lake and bought a mobile home for like 35 racks, brand spanking new. And went in the driveway, two brand spanking new nice cars, a boat, jet skis, everything. She was like, yeah, we're moving again. We bought another one in Florida, but we don't want to move this one. So we're just going to sell it cash. And she's like, we're only up here for the weekend to ask for, you know, for the open house. And it just got me thinking. I'm like, yo, like people really doing this. This is like a society of people that live in these homes and they're nice homes. Like I've seen them with hardwood floors right. and granite countertops, four bedrooms, jacuzzi in the back. <laughs> nice homes. That's right. And people just have a bad stigma. Uh, there's a bad stigma with them. And, you know, just a lot of people just got to get, I guess they got to get out there and see that there can be nice mobile homes. You know, you're not getting those ones with granite countertops for, you know, five bands, exactly. eight bands. But there are livable ones, you know, that if you're inside them, you think you're inside just like a random, a regular apartment. That's so true, man. People, people, most people don't know that. Because I, I was just in Ohio and I was going through a mobile home park and it was nice as fuck. Like, you would have thought it was just a nice ass suburb. I'm looking like, man, I'll I buy one of these to live in. But, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and they got and they got some that's like you said, that's, that probably don't look as attractive. But it, mm-hmm. there is a stigma around mobile homes that you got to kind of go out and see for yourself to, to kind of get that stigma out of your head. You do, you do. And the, another thing I want to touch on with the mobile homes, a lot of uh, immigrants in this country, they can't uh, get home loans. Right. And they can't, because I was talking to somebody, They he said he can't get a home loan because he doesn't have a social security number. And yeah. for some reason, he said loans are harder for him to get here. He can only get loans from certain banks, and they were like predatory loans, basically. You know? And he was saying, you know, he got his mobile home for uh, like $4,000 cash. And he was like, look, I keep all my money in cash. I don't even really have a bank account. I bought my mobile home cash. And I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, yo, a lot of people could actually benefit from this. And then that's when I started finding these communities, uh, uh, Hispanic communities, where a lot of them were uh, predominantly Hispanic. And they were owning their they were owning their homes, but they paid cash for them. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can actually learn about. Just people just have to get out there and see that there's some of these nice communities. There's mobile home parks with basketball courts and right. swimming pools, and they on right. the lake. <laughs> it is nice. Seen. They got laundry centers. <laughs> yeah. The one I just, the one I was just talking about in Ohio, they had a basketball park. They had a goddamn, uh, like a regular kids park. It was, like mm-hmm. a, it was like a regular neighborhood. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's definitely like, Oh, I, I try to advise people to definitely look into it, especially if you're someone that wants to invest and don't have a lot of capital because you can get into that game for real. If you don't want to deal with real estate or stuff like that, you can get into mobile homes without having a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. You can get one for under $10,000 and you can fix it up. You can go to Home Depot. You can get those uh, things that people have returned, maybe a, a, a door or a kitchen sink or, you know, uh, something like that. Or you just put like a, you don't have to put an expensive toilet in there. You could put a, you know, a decent toilet in there. It's a couple hundred dollars. You know, you could paint it, get the carpets, carpets clean, new carpet. Think little things like that to make it livable. And, you know, I don't rent anything that I wouldn't spend the night in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I want to touch on that because people <laughs> want to say, you know, you're a slumlord. Slumlord. Like, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're a slumlord. Like, no, I don't wear anything to anybody that I wouldn't say it myself. You know what I'm saying? Spain. I would make sure that the handyman, he goes and gets decent stuff, you know, nice things. 
And for people that want to invest in it, you don't have to go and, and buy the most expensive items at Home Depot. You don't mm-hmm. have to do that. Man, that's so important to touch on because you you know it, it's it is that statement as well when you when people hear that I bought something for ten fifteen thousand and I'm making this they like what the this it gotta be trash what when the idea like this house is going up off of the tar- the tax auctions for like exactly. five bands ten bands out in Texas exactly <laughs> but those people that don't have no knowledge of of that field or real estate or mobile homes, anything. So all they thinking is like, if it's that cheap, it gotta be some trash dumpster. No, it's, like, it's no. just, a, it's a move-in ready home <laughs> exactly. going at the tax auction for a Facts. couple thousand dollars, well, $10,000, $15,000. Less than that. And people sometimes. buy them. Yeah, and people buy them. <laughs> people buy them every, uh, every, all the damn time. So it, it, it's, it's, it's every that. month, once a month. <laughs> that's no real shit though so like that's why it kills me when I see like when people say that stuff I just be really laughing cause I be like y'all have no idea like if y'all just get out that silly ass mindset it's like bro it's so it's so many ways to make bread for real like yeah. and you ain't gotta and you ain't gotta be no fucking uh, slum person you know what I'm saying yeah. you could be a person I'm addicted integrity. to anything I'm addicted to googling cause I literally sit on my laptop with my phone and just be in a black hole <laughs> and I got bookmarks for days of things that I want to go back and look at and my pocket is full of links and things that I want to look at because I'm constantly trying to uh, gain the knowledge on this. this is why I'm always looking up I'm looking up tax auctions in Oklahoma and I'm like mind blown that people buying houses in Oklahoma so like four bands <laughs> That's, it's crazy Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, I was just talking to somebody that was telling me he uh he about to get some, some cribs for like five racks mm-hmm I'm in, in, in a good in a good area too. Just because of uh uh the uh it was like some natural disasters in the area. So mm-hmm. he's that he's able to you know the people that own the cribs they about to get the insurance money and they really they ready to get rid of the crib for pretty much little or nothing. Yeah, I mean there are people on Facebook Marketplace who literally say, hey, I have a free mobile home. We got a new one. Just. You got to move it. And, you know, you call a company, transport company, it's like $5,000. Well, boom, you got a mobile home for $5,000. You can put another four or $5,000 worth of work into it. And you have a rental property. Rental property. That you can make your money back on in less than two years. Man. Like, I don't th- like if people just listen to this episode, I hope they was paying attention when you said, you said, what well, you said, you bought your, your first one for 10000 I bought it for eight thousand. Eight thousand nine hundred dollars. I right? put two two thousand dollars worth okay. of work into it. Exactly. So you all let's say you all in ten racks. And you it was like you, it was like ten thousand five hundred four and some change to be exact. And that's the, but that's, I just called it ten. Exactly. Look at that. And you said you was getting the what nine hundred rent right? Nine twenty five. It's a three. Nine twenty. Like think of the like just for people. Just do simple math. Look at the return on it. Ten thousand five hundred for nine hundred. I don't know where you can get a nine, a three bedroom, two bathroom for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> like yo, this is like yo, like this, and this is why I like talking when I say that anybody, and of course we know it's harder for others when I say anybody, especially today's time. If you got the information, you could build wealth. Like if you just got. If you could do a lot of situations like that, even though it might be hard to come around plenty of situations like that, but that's just a small example of like anybody could come up with ten thousand. Like if you got to say, I mean, to say, I can't if do somebody it. wants to hop in brand new, they can you know sell or finance something. Exactly. So, so it's like if you like because you know you will get people that be like, well, I I ain't got ten thousand. It's like yo, 
if you can't figure out a way to to make a move where you can acquire something that costs ten thousand dollars, you just have a defeatist mindset. That's all I can say. Or just or just like me, like me, I didn't have money for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like I was making. I told y'all this. I was making like 40 racks when it was like November 17th. November 2017, I was making like 40 a year. It was when the Bitcoin bull run was going up. Because I, I remember I remember that. So I was like, damn, I'm making money on Bitcoin. I ain't making uh-huh. no money at work. <laughs> it was like, look, it was like 500 and change every week. My checks was like 10, 10 something every two weeks. It was like no money. Like I can, I can show pay stubs. I got pay stubs sitting <laughs> somewhere in this office. <laughs> I was making no money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can do it. But it's just going to take some time. You, like, I was researching the whole time. Even when I had no money, I was researching. Mm. Always researching. And then before I got into film, always researching. You know what I'm saying? Always, And I'm still researching now. Like, okay, how can I take the money that I'm making now and make some more money? What do you so, think? What'd you I, say? I was gonna say what you just said was so dope, and I, I hope people really paying attention because you just said you just it's it's only twenty nineteen, even though it's almost twenty twenty. It's twenty nineteen. You just said in twenty seventeen you was making forty racks a year, and we all yeah. know if you if we all know forty racks is not a lot of money, but for only to for be for it to be two years later with you killing it now, like that just goes to show you that like what like, I'm gonna just ask you what do you think was the 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 reason. For to make that transition, which you to be in the position you are, you in now, to go from forty racks a year to doing, what you think was the most important aspect of that? Being sick and tired of my living situation and just wanting more out of mm-hmm. life, you know what I mean? Not just wanting to go to work and come home, go to sleep, go to work, come home, go to sleep, and just be miserable because I hate my job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, going home, you know, it's you know, your home is always you know comfy, but you always want a little bit more. You want something more outside of, you know, work life. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm sick and tired of this. I don't like, I was managing a, a bar at the time. I was like, I don't like managing a bar. I don't like bartending. I hate working in restaurants. Even though I'm good at it, I'm not making the money that I could be making. You know, the skills that I have, I could be applying it somewhere else. And I know real estate, I just don't have the money to get into real estate, you know? And, uh, I just really was like, you know what? I really, 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 really need to make a change, you know? And so I cut out a lot of shit. Mm. I stopped because I used to get off work and, you know, go hang out with my friends or, you know, go do, you know, stupid shit. I would uh, spend money recklessly. I would uh, eat out all the time. I would, um, when I say eat out all the time, I'm not saying go to the restaurant. I'm saying like get Chinese takeout, get the wings. (laughs) You know, just just reckless spending, and I was shopping for no reason. I'm like, I'm going to work every day, but I'm still buying shoes. What, what are you buying shoes for? You're not going nowhere. <laughs> I, I I can show you right now. I got a closet full of shoes. I even got two or three pairs of the same shoes. I forgot I had the first pair because I was just buying stuff for no reason. I know how I feel. Even though I even though I didn't have the money, really, <laughs> mm-hmm. just making dumb decisions and not being financially smart. Mm-hmm. So. I just kind of buckled down, stopped spending a lot of money, stopped doing a lot of things. If it wasn't going to work or being at home, focusing on, you know, what I need to focus on or getting things done or hitting deadlines, I wasn't doing it. That's powerful, though, because it's, it's, it, it I like talking about this because it goes to show that when people make those switches, it's not like something, some superhuman shit happened where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we get some ability 
that most don't have access to. It kind of mm-hmm. goes down to like just doing common sense things, having the discipline to stick with it. Because a lot yeah. of people, like, cause, like when, when all of us on the timeline talk, I feel like a lot of people under the impression that we are privy to certain things that they don't have access to. Like we didn't come from no. the same environment. See, see, the thing is, the switch didn't even happen then. The switch happened before then. Like I was in, at that time, I was like still in my little film program. And I was working, but I was like, look, as soon as I get this program done, I'm off the ground running. I'm not still in the stack. I'm running now because when I get off the ground running, um, I'm still going to need money because, you know, I might not be working. Mm. And there are some times, you know, I wasn't working, you know. So I had to prepare myself for that transition from going from a salary position to working at film. And, you know, might have a job one week, might not have a job next week. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So there's always... It was always uh, uh, the switch. I would say, like maybe two years before that, when I buckled down really, because my my spending was crazy when I was like twenty one, twenty two. All right, same 20, here. Twenty three was kind of when twenty three, twenty four is kind of when I buckled down, and I just turned twenty eight. Like you know, twenty eight, twenty seven. Damn, I'm trying to trying make to myself older. Right, right. I just turned twenty seven uh, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. So. Happen, it's been a it's been a journey. I, I know that, and it's 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 so, it's so crazy because like most of us, especially from the black community, we have the similar stories. Like most of us, you know, what I'm saying we came up, we wasn't came, we didn't come up in affluent families, so it's like mm-hmm. you know, we go through that era, that 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 period where we kind of just you know doing dumb shit, especially when you first start making money, and then it comes to the period where you like, all right, I want better for myself. All right, so how I'm gonna do this? And it all comes down to the really common sense of discipline. Like, all right, this don't make sense. Let me stop buying all these shoes because it don't make sense. I ain't, I ain't going nowhere. Like you said, I, I had the same problem. I used to be buying all kinds of shit for no reason. I'm like, why am I doing this? I, I got to do a deep dive on myself. Like, why am I studying buying this stupid shit? You know, let me chill out. And it's it's just it's just because you know how it is on the on the TL man. It's like a it's like a right now it's like a. Uh, it's like a big thing between the people that believe and know they can do better for themselves, know what others can do better for themselves, and the people that's like, nah, they go, they go at you for kind of believing in them and believing that they could, they could, they could be better. Why, why do you think that is? Wait, can you, can you repeat that for me? So I said, it, it's like right now, it's a big, it's a, it's like a big uh, separation between those that. Believe they could achieve more and do better for themselves and those that, uh, believe, that don't believe they I kinda, can. I kind of agree with you saying. Okay. Yeah. So, I feel like the separation is kind of where where one believes in themselves and one doesn't believe in themselves. They kind of, for me, it was a representation thing. Like to start seeing people that look like me get somewhere, and I'm like, okay, if somebody like look like me, they can do it then I can do it. You know, there is no barrier for them. So why would I think there's a barrier for me? Mm. So I feel like a lot of people and they might see people that look like them that's doing it, but they don't really see them. You know what I'm saying? They don't really see them making moves. They don't really see them on a level to where they can understand, okay, it's easy or not. Well, I shouldn't say easy, but it's doable for them. So it's doable for me. And I think for me, it was having people around me that, okay, they came from kind of where I came from and they doing it. That means I can do it. Hmm. Yep. That's, and that's simple. That's exactly all I see. 
And but I kind of like I tell people I understand the mentality of those people a lot of times because you know what I'm saying most of us come from that. I used to kind of think like that too. Then like after a while, there's only so many examples you could see before you could. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stop telling yourself the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. y'all see all these people doing a lot. Like you said, why can't, why can't not? Mm -hmm. So that, that's... Because I can understand it for some people because some people may live in an area where they don't see, see anybody nothing. getting it, right. getting to it mm -hmm. like them. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I know some people are from smaller towns and things like that and they don't necessarily see in some, they don't necessarily see black leadership or black people in leadership or with businesses or doing things successfully so they might not open okay well i can do it too or they might not be in a space kind of where we are in the space with all the people that we know and all the people that we kind of keep in our network mm -hmm. they might not have that mm. that's real that's real that's real man. so you can't you can blame some people because some people like, like like for instance like yo if you got internet access like there is no reason that you're not looking for new information there's no reason that you're not seeking out information and trying to get better there's so many free resources there's for stackersonly.com yeah. <laughs> there's so many places that you can find links and like i feel like for some people they don't, they might not have internet access like i know a lot of people still suffer from that they don't have internet access they don't have free internet access so they don't have it but if you on twitter you can get you can get the resources that's real. And I'm so glad you brought up for Stackers Only because I, I definitely want to ask about that. That was a perfect segue. So for the people that don't know, what is for Stackers Only? For Stackers Only is a resource site for people to better themselves and learn new information and kind of just gain access to new information that may not have access to before. You know, because you can type in you know, learn how to do this into Google and you might go through like three pages before you actually find some of those links. And I feel like I've kind of bridged the gap to some of that Googling. Like you still gonna have to do your Googling. I'm not going to do that for you, mm -hmm. but I'm going to give you kind of like, okay, you can look at this. Well, this is what I have to type in here. You know what I'm saying? I can take this back on Google. You know, for instance, there's a, a section on hydroponics or aquaponics. There's a couple of links. But you can now, okay, I didn't know there was even a thing called aquaponics or hydroponics. Mm. You can take that and go and Google and go crazy. That's so dope. That's because that, like, you, it's, it's so many, like, that's, like you said, bridging the gaps to where I know everybody probably won't be, uh, have access to it. But in a way, it's going to be a lot of people that do, and they're going to look at it, and it's going to extremely help them. So that's, that's so dope and so important for real. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to have a, a, a lot of new content coming soon, you know, some uh, content for health and uh, health and wellness, you know, fitness content, uh, small business, uh, you know, small business uh, tools, basically, like a toolbox for small business owners. A lot of different things we have coming to forsackersonly.com. So can't wait for y'all to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what, uh, what? Made you want to kick, make the name for Stackers Only, because that's the that's, uh, that's you know you know shout out Big Hugo. <laughs> oh, for real? Uh, so basically, yeah, no, for real, it was Hugo. Hugo kind of when he started the uh, Stack Season Stacks thing, in. and I was okay. kind of a part of Stack Season, you know, stacking my bread. I was always thinking like, you know, you got to stack your bread like you got you stack your knowledge, you know. Okay. I mean, you got to stack your knowledge like you stack your bread. Facts. I should say, Facts. you know, if you're gonna if, if you stack your money, you're not stacking any knowledge. You, you're gonna spend that money. Every you know, time. in the wrong way. You want to make sure you have the knowledge behind it so you can 
do the different things and do the right things and take the right path. So, you know, the less mistakes you make, the better. So you can, as you know, I say, learn from other people's mistakes. And that's part of stacking knowledge. You know, do as much research as you can. Uh, I, you know, me, I work for, I told you I work for a year and a half and then take two days to make a move because I feel like research is everything. everything. And a lot of people don't research. So for Stackers only came from uh, Hugo with his stack season thing. So it kind of was like coincides with the whole stack, that whole stack mentality. You know, if you're going to stack your money, stack your knowledge too. Mm, that's a, and it's, uh, I could just tell from just from talking to people and seeing stuff that it's helping so many people. Just that whole people carrying that mentality or like you said, stacking, stacking their knowledge like they stack their money. I, I could see the difference in people and people would be hitting me up. Telling me. So I know, like, damn, it's really like, it's really like a shift happening for, I ain't gonna say for everybody, because of course it's not gonna be for everybody, but for a lot of people it is, which is super, like, it's amazing to me. That's really all you can ask for, because ain't nobody gonna be able to, to help everybody, because everybody don't wanna be helped anyway. <clears throat> so that, that that's that's the uh, that's the dopest in the world to me. And one thing I, 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 I peeped about too is you, were, like, you said you researched everything, and it's, it's very easy to tell. Because for, for y'all that's listening, please, I definitely advise y'all to follow her on Twitter. Like, please, just do it for your, for, for your sake, because you don't get a lot of game. You could tell, like, you would like you you and I ain't saying this to you know what I'm saying be, like you know what I'm saying to 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 just because you here I really feel like you one of the smartest people I know just from the, when I be watching the shit you be talking about I be like yo she's smartest like she's like you really like like real shit you smart as hell for real so and I was gonna say how did you do do you become like that but I already know what it is it's, it's simple from doing hella research hella reading like look look it's called having Jamaican parents that make you read. <laughs> they make you read like all the day like no go get a book like go get a book you know what I'm saying so like eventually like I just loved reading mm. you know what I'm saying and I was always reading books like always reading books I got books on all kinds of different weird weird stuff on my like my bookshelf like human anatomy books <laughs> I got surgeons books I got books on survival uh, I got books on just anything business just all different kinds of stuff. And I'm just like a, a knowledge hoarder. I just love gaining knowledge on different things. So I feel like the more knowledge, you know, the better you can be in life, the better you can navigate life. Like I, I feel like I can have conversations with a lot of different people because I'm knowledgeable on a lot of different subjects. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've talked to a lot of different people and they're like, Oh wow, you do this. I'm like, yeah, you know, da, 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 da. just because, you know, it bridges that gap. It bridges that gap. So, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if anybody is listening Listen to this. Just learn everything. <laughs> you don't have to master everything. Just learn everything. You know, just like learn a little bit about everything. Just go out there and venture out and learn random stuff, you know, because when you're talking to people, they'll be like, hey, I'm doing this. You're like, oh, I actually read an article about that. Da, 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 da. And there you go. You have a conversation. And now they're like, oh, I kind of fucked with this person. I gonna put them on to something. You know how many times I've been put on just because. I knew something about something or I could hold a conversation with somebody about something just because I read, read a book about it or I took like 30 minutes of my day and watched YouTube videos about it. <laughs> a lot of, it, and it's just so random, you know what I'm saying? Or you just be talking to somebody and, you know, I, I was sitting the other day, um, I was talking to this producer at, uh, at catering, like right before we started shooting and we just talking or whatever. And, 
we're having breakfast and he's just like, yo, he's asking me like how long I've been in filming or whatever. And I'm telling him, he was like, oh yeah, no, you're not that experienced, but you know, that's cool because on my first production, uh, I spent like, he said like my budget was like 250,000 or something like that. And we ended up making like 80 million. So I'm talking to him, talking to him, da da da. Somebody come up to me, he's like, yeah, you know who that is? And I'm like, nah. And they were like, bruh, he produced Players Club. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he produced Players Club. They were like, yeah. They're like, how he talk talking to you? And I was like, I mean, we was just talking about real estate. He owns some <laughs> residential real estate, da 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 da. They're like, where he gonna talk? Nobody. Like, he cool, but. He usually don't be talking to, you know, new people like that. He say, you know, he introduced himself, but y'all was talking for a long time. I'm like, what y'all talking about? I'm like, yo, we was talking about real estate and mobile homes and everything like that. And he just, you know, he was just cool. Right. That's, that's what I was going to say. That's that's what you just said. That's like one of the most important shit in the world. Because it's been millions. I can't even count the, the number of times I've been somewhere, like in different environments. And it's somebody that I see there. It's they having a conversation that they can't they can't add no value to at all. So you just sit there mm-hmm. quiet, quiet missing mm-hmm. opportunities because they can't add nothing. Like I see that yep. shit all the time. I'll be like, see, that's what when you just stuck into your lane, not caring about other shit. That's what happens. That I mean, you you hit it right on the nail. You said miss missing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like you don't ever want to be that person in a conversation with somebody that can probably bridge the gap to something else for you. Yep. And you ain't got nothing to say. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because they're looking at you as, and it's not like you got to look at everybody as they're valuable or invaluable, but they're looking at you as like, okay, well, you know, they didn't really provide any value. So I don't really know nothing about oh, them. Nothing about but this dude over here, he's saying like him and his brother, they got some real estate thing going on. They know contractors, da 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 da. He said he was reading about this article about this and he know about this. You know, it's just, it's just all about, you know, being able to talk to people and being able to network with people and, you know, being knowledgeable of things. Mm. Like I said, you don't have to master everything, but if you know, if exactly. you're able to carry a conversation just because you read the news this morning, <laughs> it might get it might get you somewhere with somebody. Sure, no, that's but the, if you're just the awkward person at the, you know, at the know coffee that. at the coffee pot, like, you ain't got nothing to say. You're just gonna be that quiet, awkward person. You just... You just watch uh, Love and Hip Hop all day, and that's all you know about. If it ain't about that, yeah. you're just sitting there like... There's no substance in that. Yeah, it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, see, you fucking up, man. That's that's the religion in the world, for real. Like, people don't understand, like, just having the the ability, ability to be a good networker. Like, you don't even have to have the, the best education or nothing. But just knowing how to communicate communicate with people. That's mm-hmm. like the most important skill, like especially if you're in, the, in business, because you're gonna come across all kinds of people. But if you know how to communicate, and most importantly, you know how to listen. So then you know how mm-hmm. to communicate because you're listening to what mm-hmm. you're really listening to what they're saying. Man, you good, but people don't understand that. Yeah, I mean that's how I get hired to work in film, and that's how a lot of people get hired in film. It's like all about, you know, oh, I work with this person. You know, I like their work. Let me call them up and work with them again. You know, it's not real like job postings. There are, you can send your resume in, but for the most part, you know, people get hired because, you know, they had a good personality, had a good attitude, good work work ethic, and they did a good job in the last production. So they get brought on to another production. Hmm. That's, that's it, real. And some, something else I wanted to ask you about, like, I love when I have people on here from the TL, I like asking about the stuff that they uh, tweeted. 
And it was something, and you can you try to tweet this like right before we came on, and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely asking about this because right now <clears throat> it's a big like uh, it's a lot of conversation about taxing the rich. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and billionaires shouldn't exist, and people shouldn't have X amount of dollars, and you know all all kinds of conversations is kind of heavy right now. And something you said that stuck out to me it was funny, but it was it's like the realest thing in the world. You said. The same people that buy Gucci, Louis, and all that will say the same. It will say, "What? Wait, I'm par- what? What'd you say?" Oh no, I said that uh, they say tax the rich, but they spend money on you know brands like Gucci and Louis Vuitton. You know, I could say I could sit here and criticize all day, but you know, for you to buy bags and stuff that cost thousands of dollars, you know, what I'm saying they are not a necessity. <laughs> Okay, and let's just put that out there. I love I love designer stuff just like the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't have. I got Gucci rain boots. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> but I also I also don't say that we need to uh, tax the rich. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say tax the rich without a solution behind it. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And I'm also not gonna say tax the rich while I pour more money into the rich person's pocket on things that are not necessities. Mm. You feel me? Mm. <laughs> for mm. me that's just you, unnecessary and i'm not going to sit here and think and say i'm a tax expert and uh i'm an expert on the tax code but i also know that the the government spends uh how the government spends their money you know i do my research mm. so for people to say tax the rich and then buy into things like you know disney plus and netflix and hulu like it's 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 more to it than that. Like you are only, and then they only attack like the same three rich same people, three. like <laughs> Johnson and Johnson ain't a billion dollar company. Gucci's a billion dollar company. Louis Vuitton is a billion dollar company. The person who makes forks is a billion dollar company. The person who makes those metal spoons that you eat with is a billion dollar company. Yeah. The person that makes those coffee cups, the person that makes straws, all billionaires. But you stay talking about Bill Gates. Like, you didn't create Microsoft <laughs> Word. Like, you don't type everything in Microsoft Word. Like, you didn't learn how to type in Microsoft Word. That, yeah. But, no, but seriously, if we go criticize all rich people, we got we can leave Bill Gates out of it. Because yeah. Bill Gates has donated more than half of his billion-dollar fortune to charity. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Number one. And number two, he created Microsoft Office. Which, which just now, that. only Google has kind of rival, really, in my opinion with their Google documents and things like that. But like he gave he got Microsoft office. He also owns most of his money in his shares in Microsoft. So he would have to liquidate his shares and then give away all his money. And then the government still gonna spend about 60% of it on the military. Exactly. Because that's what the current that's what the current tax that's what their current budget calls for. Exactly. And I think it was like what in 2015 it was like 54% of the budget went to the military. So before we can even take the richest money, we need to correct that first. Yep. If you want the money to go in the right places. Exactly. But people, what I realize, what I what I realize of lately is, people. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to word this. They uh, they really don't think for themselves. They just no. regurgitate what everybody else is saying. And I was just having. If they got a lot of retweets, it is facts to them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's real. And like me and my little brother were just talking about this. I'm like, and I'm not trying to like knock anybody, but I feel like, especially in the black community, most of it is most of us. We don't really think for ourselves. If the if everybody got the opinion, it's like 
Most of us is lazy intellectually. It's like, oh, we ain't going to think for ourselves to put my own opinion. Mm-hmm. If everybody's saying mm-hmm. it, all right, I'm going with that opinion. Well, a lot mm-hmm. of times, once you do some critical thinking for yourself, you kind of be like, yo, that shit don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> if, you, if you take a step back and really start yeah. just thinking for yourself, a lot of things that a lot of people in mass think are true, mm-hmm. people are like, wait, that don't make no sense. No sense at all. Like, no, it don't make no sense at all. <laughs> But it is so funny because if you start talking about it, people, which is understandable because they haven't probably heard of that opinion before. They'll look at you like, what? What the fuck you talking about? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I just was, I was really just thinking about this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this shit don't make sense. But it's, it, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's like a strange phenomenon for real, because even though with the whole tax the rich thing, it's like, all right, they do that. How is that going to solve the problems that you have? Like, I don't understand that. Like, what would, like, uh, that wouldn't solve shit for me? Taking away from the no. what would that do for me? Exactly. <laughs> but so I'll be, I don't know. It's, it's, Unless we all applying for government assistance, ex- what's that going to do for us? Ex- exactly. But it's like, people don't take the time out to really, I guess, think about those things. They're going to be mad because they were talking about, let's take $100 billion. From Bill Gates. I'm like, okay, so Bill Gates sells his shares of Microsoft. Microsoft tanks, you know, in the stock market because, well, that's what happened when the owner of a company just randomly just up and share and sells all their shares off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This, this stock might tank. There's a possibility of that. And he gives his money, $100 billion to the U.S. government. And then they take like almost 60% of it and give it to the military. And the mm-hmm. other $40 billion is going to be spread <laughs> across the, the rest of the budget and you guys are going to see nothing. No, that's 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 some real shit. So the, the whole, like I keep saying, the whole thing don't make no sense to me. And we, even when I was, me and uh, Z was having a conversation when we were saying how if people like Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, people like that wasn't that rich, something went terribly wrong. Because the, the things they doing where it's affecting, you got Amazon where they shipping out Shit, you get you order some shit right now, or you order some shit when you wake up. You might even get it before three p.m. You know what I mean? So it's like for them to create a company, a business model, or stuff like Microsoft Word. I just did my whole homework assignment on Microsoft Word. I just want to know, like, <clears throat> did anybody not use Microsoft Word if they went to school? Like, <laughs> if you went to school in the last like twenty years, you benefited from Bill Gates. Exactly. I don't know about you, but if I was Bill Gates, I would want all my money because all every single person learned something in Microsoft Word or Microsoft PowerPoint or they did a project in it or they submitted a paper from it or it, something. <laughs> Microsoft, not even that. Nest is Microsoft Office. We're not even talking about Microsoft the operating system. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's just facts. But like I said, People are not going to take the time out to think that deep into it, for real. It's going to be No, and I was just talking about this earlier. I mean, people like people until they make a certain amount of money, and then they stop liking them. Mm. Because they're like, oh, now you're out of reach. Mm. That's the real shit. That's the real shit right there. And then they only attack certain billionaires because those billionaires have put a face to their business. Their business, yep. They're not attacking P&G. They're not attacking Johnson & Johnson. They're not attacking Coke. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not attacking all of these other companies I can name that own everything. Nestle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These companies that own every, the like eight or nine companies that own everything that you buy in the grocery store. Yep. Those billion, billion dollar companies, those families, they're not attacking them. They're only attacking the ones that have put a face to their company. So I feel like it's just kind of like an outrage, an emotional outrage for the time. But if they actually see her and, you know, kind of do the research, they realize like, wait, you mean to tell me if I start a business and I sell a lot of a product, I too can benefit from taxes? <laughs> like, I don't, that's why I tweeted the other day. I'm like, if you have that idea or that philosophy, or you agree with this philosophy of taxing the rich and you are an entrepreneur, it's like, what, like you contradicting, it's kind of like you contradicting yourself because that can mm-hmm. be, that can be potentially you. And if you yeah. don't, and if you don't strive to be, uh, you don't got to strive to be a billionaire, but if you don't strive to, to be a successful, have a successful business, being a business person, what are you doing business for? So, um, I, it's it's confusing and shit. Trying to make sense out of something that's confusing in the first place, you you fucking mm-hmm. lose your you lose your mind. It is confusing to me because I mean I'm always looking for solutions. So my my question is, it's not ever to like be condescending, but like my question is, so what do we do after we tax all the billionaires and we spread the money evenly? You know, we go next for the millionaires. Exactly. And then who's holding all the money? You know what I'm saying, like. Right, so right. when everybody equally gets this, an amount of money and they, let's say they go buy some candy at the store, who gets a piece of that sale? You know what I'm saying? Are you saying companies can no longer profit? I just want to know what like the solution in society would be if you no longer have that. You know what I'm saying? If we take Jeff Bezos down and like, are you saying that Amazon should be a U.S. government company? Right, right. <laughs> we should all get equal shares of Amazon's profits? Uh, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and then, like, y'all really trust the U.S. government to equally dole out money? And that's the all. U.S. government, the United States. That's a whole other conversation, right there. That's but, what, like, this is honestly one of the best solutions for us as a community. Like, we should, you know, black people should actually be like, okay. Well, you know what? I got an opportunity to open a business and start something and do something for myself and benefit. In this current, you know, in, exactly. in you know, currently what we have currently, because if you're telling me that the government is going to dole out equal money and once we attack all, eat the rich and take away all the rich people, and everybody gets equal amounts. I do not see don't black people that. getting a fair share there. I just don't. Exactly. You got. I got to see it to believe it. Yep, and that's why it's always confusing to me when I see black people regurgitating those that 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 philosophy. It's like it's it's confusing to me because I'm like yo. Like and this this just diving into you know it's a it's a huge debate right now versus capitalism versus socialism and all that. It's like yo, this this system, even though everything now capitalism is not a perfect system, but no, it's the best it's the best system if you black. Like what you think gonna happen in the socialist system in America for a black? Do person? you actually think the people that <laughs> created the current system are going to allow you to have the same thing that they have? Exactly, like what, like what the? Are you kidding me? It, it, and it'd be the same people, like these same like people that act like they activists that say this shit. Like, how could you? I don't like it'd be making me mad when I was just thinking about like, well, what are you? What's wrong with you? Like, capital. Like, people, people forget that Ruby Bridges is still alive. It's still like the little girl that walked into that school escorted by the police by the, when right. they when when they tried to when they was ending segregation. That was 1960. She's still alive. I didn't know she was still alive. 
Yeah, she's still alive, if I'm not mistaken. She's still alive. Wow. Uh, so when you think about that, you really think the people that ha- that was in that system is going to give you equal amounts of money as them. They're not going to do it. So in this it. system, you got to take what we have right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we can't change the game right now, we got to succeed in the game that we that way we can change the game. You can't change mm-hmm. the game from a losing position. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> not, you can't do that. That's real so deep, you right? have to, okay, so, okay, we're in a capitalist society. So, okay, in this society, they allow me to open my own business and, you know, mm. reap my profits and exactly. benefit from tax, you know, tax incentives as a business owner. So let me just work this. And if we could all work this together, you know what I'm saying, and then group economics, the hell out of that shit, then we can come from a position like, okay, well, we got the bread, we own shit. Now we can change the system. That's but you can't be broke and trying to change the system. Oh man! All the players is money players. Oh man, you preaching right because now. Because then, it, because at the end of the day, you just sound like a whiner and a complainer. Exactly. And we don't like complainers over here. No, not at all. I hate complainers. And but, but because just, at the end of the day, you still gonna be tweeting. They still gonna be capitalizing. Period. That's I just, mean, that's <laughs> just what's gonna happen. Like there is, there's gonna be no. Moves made. We can't make even in, in even in politics. Like it takes. No, people don't under, really understand that politics is a financial game. Like if you ain't got no, mm-hmm. if you don't have no bread, always if you can't got no money. You can't talk. If you ain't got but no money, if we you can't all come talk. together and get some money, then we can talk. Exactly. Like if you, that's what I say. I say if you ain't got money, or you don't have affluence to uh, to 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 move a lot of people, mm-hmm. you don't matter. So it's like yeah. these people that's talking all this shit, but not addressing economics or not trying to do mm-hmm. nothing. Economics. America like, is about ownership and capitalism. capitalism. If you don't own nothing, they're not gonna listen to you talk. They gonna listen. We can listen. You know, we can always speak out against injustices, but we're not gonna be able to fight those injustices and change those injustices until we get some money, money. or some bigger voices backing it. And that's just the ugly truth. So we have to accept that ugly truth. Like, okay, so how are we going to build something for ourselves? That way, when time comes, we got ownership. You know what I'm saying? We got the bread. Mm. We're knowledgeable. Mm. We got it. You know what I'm saying? We got our own table. (laughs) Ain't no, we got a seat at their table. We got our own table. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we own some shit. So Mm. y'all can come talk to us when y'all ready to to negotiate. But other than that, we own this. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, we got to go follow this code. And we don't like this code, so we're gonna complain about it. Mm. And that's man, and this is why I didn't even intend to get on this topic was so deep in it, but like like this is why I No, like, I mean it, it's cool. I, I like I kinda wanted to touch on no, that. It's like, cool. I I like people hit, need people need it. to hear that, like, you know, like the whole buying a town thing. Like there was a town in Georgia that was up for sale for like one point three million. You know what I'm saying? If everybody that we know came together and put in some money, we could have bought We could have bought that easily. Easily. We could have bought that. And then we would have had a town with like, it was like 15 storefronts and a, and a farm. And we could have went down there and started our own shit if we really wanted to. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And put in the work and put in the infrastructure if we really wanted to. That's real. And this, and this when people are like, this is why I always tell people, because people be like, oh, so like, who you who you voting for? Or you Republican or Democrat? And I tell people all the time, I'm really not into politics. Because the reason is... <laughs> Myself or people that look like me, I haven't seen anybody pull no money together and back a candidate. I just haven't seen it. And until you do that, in my opinion, 
you're not going to be able to get the things you want done. Because mm-hmm. whoever, whoever, whoever funding the candidates, that's what getting shit done. Yeah, <laughs> and we go look at if we go look at the people that's up there that look like us, and go look at who's funding their pockets, then we'll know the agendas the of what's going on. Exactly. But like, like I said, money run everything. Every so day. we got to figure out how to get our knowledge up so we can get our money up. That way, we can come mm. and speak from the point of actual ownership. We're like, okay, well, we back this candidate. We put eight hundred million behind his campaign, and he's speaking for us. Exactly. And to, until, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Until we can get to that point, like, exactly. I'm not that's, really the game, that's the game that's being played. You yep. know what I'm saying? You can't change the game from a position. You got to become a, a winning player on the winning side and not, not be on their side, which you know what I'm saying, but come with your own capital, come with your own knowledge of things. And then you could put your, we could, we could put, talk about changing shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But we can't change shit. If we don't own shit, we don't, own we don't have a capital. Exactly. Because that's just the game that's being played here. Yep. And not only do we have to understand that we we have to accept the fact that that because I feel like so many of us we do we just don't want to accept the fact that we got to get our money up and do this. We so stuck in the mm-hmm. mindset of like, oh, this is not fair. They had this four hundred year head start. Money shouldn't be the game that we playing. But it's mm-hmm. not what should be. It is what is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ain't no- <laughs> and people people get mad about all oh, the neighborhood chains and I've been living here for this time. I'm like, if you've been renting in a neighborhood for that time, that's cool. You live there. That's your neighborhood. But that's not your neighborhood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You don't own anything in that neighborhood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to come about like, oh, we changing the game, we got to keep ownership in our neighborhoods. <sighs> you know? And that way we can have a say so when it comes to changing the neighborhood. Well, oh, we own this, so we vote no. We vote no. We <laughs> we govern who who policing our area. Mm-hmm. All those you things. can't you can't you can't just you can't vote no if you don't own anything. You're not you know they go with who owns stuff. Exactly. But you just gonna throw a fit. and who pay taxes? They go with who pay taxes in that area. You know what I'm saying? You know I, I vote at local elections, but there's only so many things that I can vote on in this city. You know, mm-hmm. but the major stuff, like, you gotta be a homeowner. <laughs> you got some land around here. Own some land, and that's that's just what happens when you when you own shit. Like we we had yeah. a, we had a uh, me and Deanna, we got an opportunity with some with some shit in Michigan just because we own land in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's why Tyler Perry Studios down the street for me, like that's such a big thing because he owns that. That used to be a military base, and he did a deal mm-hmm. with them and like bought it. You know, and he owns that. So now when stuff comes to like East Point, Georgia, you know, like anything major changes, you know, Tyler Perry probably gonna get a say so. Oh yeah, easily. He probably <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh I don't I don't like with you know, I don't like that going on, you know, because he brings yeah. money into this money area. He owns it, he has a profitable business, you know what I'm saying? If we all start popping up with profitable businesses around Tyler Perry studio, then East Point could be ours. Yep. You know what I'm as saying? Simple as that. Like <laughs> then we can have a say so about you know what goes on in that area. But until we coming, we coming from a point of non ownership, we can't really do nothing. Once we start owning some things, that's when we can make the changes that need to be made. Mm, that's real, and that's why I'll be preaching to people about not buying. Like some people, they say they they'll see you like going in about people buying bullshit. As like, why are you telling me what to do with my money? But at the end of the day is. I'm telling. I'm trying to tell you to transit to flip the mentality into ownership mentality. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're looking for, 
the the, the satisfaction you're looking for to get through those material things. That's that's not you never gonna get it. That that satisfaction is gonna come when you start owning shit because ownership is control. And when you control yeah. stuff, you got that satisfaction because you in charge of what's going down. Period. That's, yeah, it's, it's exactly. And, and I feel like a lot of people need to hear that. They need to like, you know, it's not just about ownership or that. Like we got to start taking care of our bodies better. Mm. We got to start doing everything because if you, we want to succeed and be out here, you know, it's an all around thing. You know what I'm saying? As a community, we got to start taking better care of ourselves. We got to start learning better financial management. We got to start, you know, pooling our resources together. That way we can come together in that ownership Conversation can be had. Can be had. Cause that's the that's some any kind any conversation. And this man, like like I said, I ain't even mean to, uh, go this far. But since we here, this was why. And I know a lot of people. No, just, it's a millionaire mindset. Mindset yeah. is all about everything. everything. It's not just about getting money. It's about your mindset daily. Like I'm not gonna wake up and be on no bullshit. But, I'm gonna wake up and be on some uh, on a different. On a different lane, and pretty soon you're gonna have to change this to billionaire mindset. Oh, I already thought about. It. I'm like, yo, pretty soon I'm gonna have to change this shit. But, but billionaire mindsets, for, for Xavier and Deanna. No, because at the end of the day, you know, you 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 preaching like health, wealth, prosperity, everything. It's a, it's a total package that mm-hmm. comes into bettering yourself and getting to the next level. You got to start getting on that bullshit. Like I talked about this the other day. Like when I was like 21, man, I used to get off work, smoke weed all night chill you know what i'm saying we was you, d- just do nothing and then you know go out i used to hit uh juicy j's come in town wistfully <laughs> but i was in every concert they was in town like every other month <laughs> you know every- back when currency was touring like a lot yeah. we would go out and we would always spend my money all the time you know what i'm saying and i had a, i had a blast i had fun i don't want currency to hear this one day if they i have fun that's <laughs> like one of my favorite rappers uh but you know i spent a lot of money right and I was making like $150, $200 a day bartending when I was like 21, 22, and I spent a lot of money. And uh, I was, you know, going to bed every night, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, waking up at like 12, hitting the mall, going to H&M, getting a new outfit, go to work from like 5 to 12, get off work. Where are we going? What's the move? What's the move, <laughs> and yeah. It was a cycle of like, you know, like, oh, I'm doing okay, but I'm bullshit. Bullshit. And... I feel like a lot of us are in that cycle. Like, I'm doing all right, but I'm bullshitting. And I'm going to go ahead and mask that as a lie and say, you know, this is holding me back and this is holding me back. When it's really a couple of decisions that I'm making in my life is not not quite where the decisions I need to be making, you know? And so I stopped doing that and then just started stacking my money and just, you know, started, you know, uh, doing my research and kind of treating my body better and, you know, mm. not eating like I used to. Mm. And it was a total shift in everything. You know, once you start eating better, you know, start thinking different. you think, you think better. And then mm-hmm. even this year, getting a, a trainer, shout out to Commando Dro, Commando Athletics. Oh, that's, <laughs> my, that's my guy. Shout, shout, shout that's out to my dog. dog. That's yeah, my dog. Yeah. But getting a trainer this year and getting back in the gym and just kind of getting focused on my fitness has really helped my, my focus in general because it's, it's just been ridiculous. Like, that all comes together. So, all, yep. as far as, like, millionaire mindset, like, you got, not only you got to have that mindset about, you know, motivation, getting to the money and doing better, but you also got to treat your body better treat so you body. can even do better. Yep. So you can think on that level. Exactly. Because ain't, ain't, ain't no point in having a bunch of money if you can't enjoy it. Yeah, if you can't enjoy it or, you know, or you, you just... 
you you spending it the wrong way or you on the wrong shit, you know, because, you know, a lot of people, they think, oh, I'm going to get this check and I'm going to go do this, you know, and if I, like, for instance, this year, I forgot to tell you that, you know, I, I got my first wholesale deal this, this year after oh, talking shit. to Brandon. I got it like a, like a month after I talking to Brandon. Damn. And I made, I got, I made $10,000. And some deal? of that money went into my mobile home. But, like, if I would have got that wholesale deal when I was, like, 22, 23, best Ooh. believe the Nike outlet would have got half of that. <laughs> I already know. Same. The Nike outlet would have got half of that, like, off rip. And then I would have probably got another car, got a car note or something, just got a car. Because I already had a car paid for, but I was like, oh, I want a new car. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's a process and everything happens at a certain time for a reason. Because if I would have got that money back then, I would have blew it. But versus now, I put it into an investment. You know, it's all about how you take care of yourself. And I feel like me kind of changing my lifestyle and getting healthier changed my the way I started to think. And then when I got that money, it changed the way I reacted to it. Mm. Talk about that a little bit more. I, I like that. So I feel like as you kind of get older and get through life and you kind of, or you not just getting older, but you go through situations, you kind of understand things. And I think the journey is the best part of everything. It's all about the journey because right. the things you learn on the journey are what help keep you at the top. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you if you just boom straight to the top, you quick to fall off because Wait. you don't have the skills and the knowledge to stay up there and take them hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You take those hits along the journey and you learn how to take hits and you learn how to maneuver. But once you get up there, you know, you get close to up there, you start elevating, you know, the things you learned along the way, you still use them every day. So... A lot of people want that quick come up. They want that quick big check. They're like, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. You think you know what you're going to do. <laughs> but your mindset is still like, mm-hmm. but when I get this check, okay, I'm going to get my car. But after that, I'm going to invest. Then you I'm know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a house after that and invest or whatever. But, but first, I'm going to get this car. Or, you know, I'm going to invest, but get the money and, you know, you know, uh, Start going out to eat a little bit more every now and then. You can't, just, you know, it's not just like going out and sitting down in a restaurant. But you know, after they get off work, they stop to get, you know, takeout. Takeout. Or they that. start picking, they start picking up back on the little habits. And they, you know, that big check gone. And they're like, damn, I ain't even do nothing crazy. But you still got them same habits. You still got that same mindset. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you didn't really discipline yourself. You know, so everybody wants that big check. They want that big deal. But I feel like the journey kind of teaches you, all right, you know, that deal might not come that quick. Because if you're really out there wholesaling, you know some deals may not come that come that quick. And you know some deals may come quick mm-hmm. if you're really out there wholesaling, you know. And I feel like uh, somebody that get a deal while they wholesaling, they know, okay, maybe, you know, the, the smarter ones. Because, you know, it's some ones that just blow the money because they think, oh, I'm going to get another help. I'm going to get another deal. Yep. But the smarter ones, okay, they think, okay, I know this money can last me like the next two, three months if I just chill for a little bit. And then they go back looking for more deals. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I kind of looked at it. Like, oh, okay, this money can kind of last me. I can get this little mobile home, put it with the other money I got, and I can still keep doing the other stuff that I'm doing. And I feel like people, you know, they want the big check. Because as soon as they get the big check, they think they got a plan, but that plan fall through. 
because they never disciplined themselves. That, that, that discipline, I always touch on it. I'm like, that's the most important key mm-hmm. for me, that discipline. Because you could be you could be the coldest motherfucker. Like, you could be super skilled, like, the best. But if you're not disciplined, it, it, it really ain't going to matter for real. And you could be yeah. the, you could be the worst. Well, not the worst. You could be not as good. But if you discipline and sticking with it, if you discipline in the long game, you might do better than somebody that had a lot of quick come ups and they didn't have no discipline. Facts. You gonna win. You gonna have more money than them and all that because you've been doing it. It's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's that compound interest basically. You've been doing it for so long consistently. Yeah. The game gonna it's gonna pay you back. That's how it works. You can't cheat. The That's game. why I say it's all about the journey. I'm like, if y'all just get it down during the journey and just keep like you find something that works for you mm-hmm. and just keep doing it. You know, everything else can just be on top of that. Like, I'm going to just keep, you know, getting these little mobile homes and doing this little thing and working my day job because, you know, I'm bringing in money right now. So I just keep putting away money. If anything, I'm going to have a sizable bank account. <laughs> facts. If, if like, anything. If, it, if all those you know, skills, I'm going to have bread. <laughs> you know, and, and like, I, I tell people this all the time. Like, the same lifestyle, the same apartment I was living in. Well, not the same apartment because I had just moved, like, right in, after November in January of 2018. But like the same, I had my rent didn't go up really. So basically, like kind of like the same apartment, same spending habits. I don't spend any more money now than I was making in November 2017 when I was making 40k a year. And that's and that's that's like and uh, uh, I already, I've already hit six figures this year. And, you know, I did that in like September. Man, so I, I, see, I love this. This this, this one made me smile right here. I'm when people talk you like know, that. and like, and I tell people that, and they're like, "Nah, you spend." I'm like, I mean, other than making some small purchases, like having to uh, put some money away to go to Jamaica with my family, and then coming to Miami with y'all. Mm-hmm. Other than that, bought some mobile homes. I don't spend no no money. I don't be shopping like that. Up. All the shoes and stuff I got, I had before. I just don't know what to do, and I'm probably gonna donate them because <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of shoes. But you know, I tell people like increase income, do not increase your living. You was good when you was down. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't have to eat noodles every now, every day, but you can eat rice and chicken and vegetables and chicken. still be straight. You don't need to keep increasing your living just because you're making a little bit more money. Increase your living, you know, increase your living like two or three times. Then you can increase your your your, uh, your expenses. You know what I'm saying? Level up a couple levels. Then start doing yeah, some right. stuff. But when y'all start doing stuff, as soon as you level up, you defeat the leveling up because you just, you already ran up the money. You already, and you got to go back to, to, to the, the, the hard-ass grind part. Even though yeah. it's not wrong with that, but it's a difference between having to do it and, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, and not necessarily having to do that. Exactly. It's a, it's a huge that's why I always tell. That's why. I, that's why I be telling people. I'll be like, buy old time back first before you buy the bullshit. Because yeah, <laughs> you hustling backwards. If you getting the money and you buy all the bullshit, now you ain't got no time because you got to go yeah. right back to working hard as hell. So get your time first, and when you know, like, all right, I got checks coming in regardless whether I bullshit. You got or checks not. coming in, then now okay, now I can live, breathe easy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Get get that basic level of living first. And then kind of build off of that. But don't keep increasing the way you live. You know what I'm saying? Just because you make 10000 or 20000 more this year don't mean you need that new apartment. You would straighten your old apartment. You Unless your old apartment was like the slums. Exactly. And you really just need to leave. You know what I'm saying? No, don't increase your apartment. 
You don't need a new cable package. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you were straight with just the Netflix. <laughs> just right. chill. Facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just chill. You don't you don't have to keep and like people don't realize that they're like, no, I need these. And people have been told, you know, I, I tell encourage people, like, you know, live, you know, you know, have those experiences. You don't need to go to Bali to have those experiences if you broke. I'm sorry. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. That's that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you... Like you know, you could take that road trip to Florida. That's you right. know, if it, that's that's within your means, you know. Mm-hmm, Think about Bali in two or three years after you ran it up. You know, because that that's just me. You know what I'm saying? I see people spend their last on vacations. I've seen it. I see people spend their last on vacations, and I'm like, man, you could have just road trip to Florida and got you a look. You know, little cheap hotel, and you know, outside of the major cities like Orlando or uh, what's it called, Miami. Miami. You could have went to like Pensacola, Florida, mm-hmm. and got you a nice, you know, nice little hotel and did something. You ain't had to go to Mexico. You know, it's the, it's the experience. That's what people say all the time. Like, you know, we should have experiences. You know, while we're young, and I'm like, Yo, people here. live by that. They live by that, and I'm like, honestly. It's the people you got around you. Like Mexico may be fun, but you can have just as much fun in Florida. Facts. <laughs> That's real. If you don't, if you don't got it, you don't need to be going out there. And one thing my father told me when I was young, like if you can't buy it three times, don't you can't buy it. buy it one time. No. You because I wanted that PlayStation. No, I wanted the uh, the Game Boy uh, SP, and he bought it for me. It was like eighty nine, ninety nine dollars or some shit like that. He bought it for me, but he told me he was like, look. I'm only buying this because I can afford it. I could buy three of these and I'm straight. You cannot afford this. <laughs> he said, you cannot afford this. You know what I'm saying? So if you break, that's on you. I'm just telling you, if you can't buy something three times, you cannot buy it one time. When he said three times, he meant like, he told me like, you can't buy it three times without you be like, oh, you know, my bank account taking a hit. Mm-hmm. Or, I, you know, or, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be straight for my next right. check. If you can't do that, you don't, you, know, you don't got it. Nope. So you don't, you don't got no business buying it. That's real. That's a- and I'm not saying that with like necessities or anything, but there's people out here with, you don't need an iPhone, bro. I've seen the cheap phones they have while I'm waiting on them to bring my iPhone at the, at the phone store. I've seen them. I know they got it. You know they got it. I know they got it. I'm like, oh shit, they got a phone right here for $129. <laughs> it's a smartphone. <laughs> it's a smartphone. Damn, and they let you finance it? I know a lot of people that can get this instead of financing the iPhone. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's little things like that, you know, but a lot of people don't take those routes. You know, they want to finance the $1,800 phone. They can just finance like a $400 phone and keep it pushing. It'd be because they feel like they feel unworthy when they get when they, when they don't have it. Man, I'll tell them folks, up until like maybe three years ago, I had a cracked Android. Cause I was, I did not have the money for an iPhone, and I was not going to finance an iPhone. And I was like, I'm not doing it. So I kept my cracked Android, and I had a little. It was, uh, it was horrible, and the battery ended up just dying on me, and I had to get a a used iPhone after that. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. Not but either. a lot of people don't. They don't take those necessary steps, and they'd be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm like, bruh, you got a PlayStation, you got an iPhone, you know what I'm saying? You got a car with a car note that you should have never got. You be going out all the time. You eat out a lot. Smoking all you the got time. Designer, you got designer clothes. Like, and now we're not just talking about like 
you got polo shirts or something like. Yeah, you got Gucci. <laughs> you got a Gucci shirt. You got Gucci shoes, and you telling me that you can't afford to make the changes in your life to maybe save a couple hundred dollars or here and there. I'm not talking to people because I want people to hear me. I'm not talking to people in the projects. I'm not talking to people on on food stamps and 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 welfare. I'm right. talking to people that work a job where they make a couple hundred dollars every week, or they make maybe a thousand dollars a week. And they got Gucci. What the fuck are you buying Gucci for? <laughs> and you talking about man, they they don't want it out here for us. Or, right. I can't do this. Oh I can't do that. Bruh, you make you make a couple hundred dollars a week. You finance the eighteen hundred dollar phone or a fifteen hundred dollar phone. You got Gucci. You know what I'm saying? You got you got a PlayStation. You got all the current video games. You eat now. You go to the club. I got pictures. Of, right. I can see pictures of your Instagram right now where you went on vacation. I'm not saying you actually deny you having fun. I'm just saying I can already see little places where you could have cut cut back and maybe bought a course online that could have helped you. Or maybe, you know, put some money away and put it in a high yield savings account and got a little return and made you some money. Facts. Those are the people that I'm talking to. I'm not talking to people that's like out here really struggling. Really and you know, working on, every day. Yeah, still, working. Sorry, there. You know, I'm talking about people that's actually working every day, getting checks and blowing it on bullshit. Facts, and that's that's the, those are the same people I'd be addressing because it'd be the same. And that'd be the people complaining. complaining. Those are the people that be, it's not even the people that be out here that Work. be actually working. working. Their ass off it'd be the people that don't that work forty hours a week and spend the rest of their week bullshit. Bullshit. And then that'd be the complainers right there. So. Oh, they, they 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 don't want me to win. Like nigga, you don't want to. You don't want yourself to win. Ain't nobody, exactly. Like, exactly. Ain't, no, ain't nobody out here thinking about you. you and then I'm like, you know what? I know you lying because I used to be just like you. Exactly. That's the, that's, <laughs> see, that's the that's the that's the thing they don't understand. It's I know like, you lying. Exactly. I used to I used to <laughs> make five hundred dollars a week and buy weed and and justify it. Yes. Exactly. And and still be and still be eating out and justify it. Yes. Exactly. And be like, oh damn, I only got thirty dollars to last me. It's Saturday. Damn. I don't get paid till like Tuesday. Shit. Exactly. That was on me. Hey, <laughs> 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 that's what it's, that, that was my fault. Right? That like... was not the government's fault. <laughs> Go ahead and put that out there. That was my fault. For real. I was out here making $150, $200 a day and blowing that bitch at H&M, putting money in their pockets. For what? So I can go out to the club? Yes. That was my fault. It was nobody else's fault but my own. And there's people that's listening to this, that's going to listen to this, and they be like, oh, damn, I do that same shit. That's your fault. That's your fault, bro. That's your fault that you got a credit card bill that high. Go look at them charges. It's Starbucks and pizza, pizza and stupid shit and and Fashion Nova and and the Zara. Nike store. No. It don't be no necessities. I can see I can see you rent up your credit card paying your rent because you ain't had a job. You know what I'm saying? Or you rent it up because you know you had to buy groceries or you had to pay a bill. Your credit card bill just ran up because of that. But if you look at a majority of these people' credit card bills, it be bullshit. Bullshit. Trips, trips, trips. <laughs> they be putting uh, trips on there. That's like one of the biggest things. I'm like, damn. If you just take a self audit of self, you'll realize that you are the reason you are holding yourself back. And I'm not talking to people that's down bad on government housing that's really struggling. We talking to people that's fake struggling. Mm-hmm. Self imposed struggling, goddamn. 
stuff and pole struggling. That's what, that's what it be. That's that's exactly what it be, man. Like you said, the reason we know this because we've been them people. So mm-hmm. and I don't think they be understanding that part. Like, yo, I'm telling you this because you you can't lie to me because I already been there, bro. Because I already person. been there, self imposed struggling. Yeah, like I've already been there. And you be wondering, like, like there's there's <laughs> things there's make there's changes that you can make in your life right now that can put you ahead. Mm. Next week, next month, next year, you just gotta make those changes right now. Mm. It's not the government. Yeah, <laughs> it's not up. some unnecessary force. And yes, racism is real. Exactly. Yes, systemic oppression is very real. Mm-hmm. It is real. But I'm talking to the people that like, like y'all are not being held back by anybody but yourself. But you are the reason that you don't have a savings account. Mm. That's you. Mm. Didn't nobody tell you to get that charger? Didn't nobody tell you to get that Camaro? <laughs> hey, you could have got a Toyota Camry. I'm up. being dead ass serious. You know people out. You know people out there like this. Yeah, like, man, sitting on a six hundred dollar car note, seven hundred dollar car note, and still going out to eat. And then they be complaining about what the fuck they don't got. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm the people. I'm so glad that you touched on the the racism and the systemic oppression part because some people would take the things we say and they think like, oh, we don't believe those things exist. Yeah, it's that like, shit is very real. Like, right, right. It's like, bro, we not saying that shit don't exist. We know wholeheartedly these things exist. We just saying those things is not the reason why you particularly struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could easily be, even if you're not rich. You could easily be financial, financially stable if you just made better decisions. That's, yeah. all, that's all we be saying. For real. And we're not saying that, oh, you could be a billionaire if you just stop eating that, if you stop eating Starbucks. No, we saying that, hey, you could actually have a sizable savings account if maybe you made better decisions for the next two years of your life. Exactly. And you'll have less anxiety. Exactly. People... Or we saying, hey, if you just take 30 minutes out of your day and walk, Whoa. Or power walk or a jog, it's better on your heart. Facts. Because black people die from heart disease from heart every disease. day. Every fucking day. We just say these little steps that you can take now to better your life. Mm, that's so real, man. Like that's, that's just little steps. Every like, ain't nobody stopping you. Or that's why I tell people all the time. Like, ain't nobody putting a gun to your head telling you not to read. Ain't nobody putting mm-hmm. a gun to your head telling you not to save money. You know what I'm saying? These is decisions. Did nobody tell y'all to go get that iPhone 11? <laughs> For real. I still got I still got an iPhone XS and an iPhone XR. I do not have an iPhone 11. I do not have an iPhone 11 Pro. I do not right. plan on buying one. My MacBook is like Straight. three years old. Same here. Same here. I got the XR. Man, this shit my, iPad, my iPad still has a home key. Mine and it still, got the, it still got the old charger, like the, the fat charger, not like the little skinny oh, one man. that matches you, the you, iPhone. Like, yeah, you really, you you really typing it out. I do not... I do not sit here and buy a whole bunch of new shit. You don't need it. You know what I'm saying? My technology is fairly new, but it's like, I'm not out here copping the newest shit. For real. Just because. It's not needed. Just because. You know what I'm saying? I I can literally go buy a new MacBook right now. Cash. Just go swipe my card or whatever and go buy a new MacBook and not swipe my credit card. I'm talking about my debit card. Yep. I'm not going to go do that. What the hell I need a $6,000 fully loaded MacBook for? Right, this, this little MacBook right here worked just fine. <laughs> exactly. Like my shit, my MacBook about what three years, three, four years old. And I'm like, Yeah, and, and the only reason I got this one because I was scared my old MacBook was gonna die. Tell me why my old MacBook is a 2009 and it still works. Still works. And I got I, I bought the new one. I was like, damn, this one still works. I turned it on the other day. 
Look, see, look I ain't getting no new computer. <laughs> For real, but and that and that's these just at the end of the day, the shit it all boils down to choices. We all got mm -hmm. choices. And we all make choices. And all. I bought my MacBook used. I want to put that out there. I bought my MacBook Air used. And how much? How, how much you pay for it? You don't mind me asking. Eight hundred dollars. Exactly. Eight hundred. I bought it like maybe six months after it came out. Which is smart. Wiped it. Wiped it clean. <laughs> It paid like what, like four hundred bucks less than what it was. Yeah, what it yeah. was worth, brand new. Facts, because I'm just be twelve, thirteen hundred off top easily. So, man, see, it's just, it's just. All no, I bought it. What is it? I bought it like eleven months after it came out. Yeah, like eleven months after it came out. I was gonna buy the one that was six months old, but that was like the other one was cheaper. This one had more uh, space on it. It's still a small decision. Like it's just yeah. It's I make just I make I try to make frugal decisions, not too frugal. Like I'm not super super cheap, but like I'm not going to be sitting here buying like spending my money on crazy things. And I know a lot of people feel the need to keep up with the Joneses and feel the need to think that everybody out there got everything new. But if you want to keep up with Tara. Uh, most of my technology was made in like 2017. <laughs> the iPhone XS came out what like last year, a year. Yeah, like like, er, year like September 2018. Yeah, that's the latest technology I bought. So like you know, it's not you don't have to keep up with new shit. You don't have to keep buying new shit. I drive an old Honda. I'm still not giving that one up. Right, that shit gonna have to die on me. We on the same shit, bro. I, I, I got. I, I still. I'm still driving the old Nissan. I'm thinking about buying yeah. something new though. But just. Be, but at this. But the thing. The difference is. I'm thinking about buying something new. But I can. And, and, yeah. I, might, and, I, and I might. And I might not. But look. Look. But now that you got it, you like. Oh, do I really? Do want I really? Exactly. Do I want to? The amount of money it's gonna cost for me to get a new car is like thirty thousand for the new car that I want. I'm like, damn, you know how mobile homes I can get for thirty thousand? You know, I can get a house at a tax auction for thirty thousand. I can get two houses at a tax auction for thirty thousand. That's how you I think I'm just gonna go to Carmax and give me a used car and keep it pushing. <laughs> no, straight up. And that's how you think about like that's how I think about everything though. I'll be like, mm -hmm. yo, this cost like this this cost a thousand dollars, but damn, I could use that for my business, I could use that for yes. this. But look, that this. comes that that both came from the journey. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. From the journey, because during the journey we learned all that. We learned about how much it costs to buy houses at tax auctions and we learned about how much it costs to do this and this so now that we have gone through that journey it's like oh damn i look at 30 racks totally different, totally from, different. yeah once you know you could buy a whole house for like ten thousand dollars at an auction oh, everything a house for two or two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand you can buy that at an auction for like ten bands. Everything's right. You look at you look at ten bands differently. You're like, damn, that's a lot of money, but that's not a lot of money. Yeah. But that's a significant amount cash to where I can do some things. So when you go look to the car dealership and you look at a car and it'd be like eighty thousand dollars, you're that, like, damn, what can that car do that a Toyota Camry can't? Because uh, I can get for eighty thousand, I can get a couple houses, couple mobile homes, and I can make that eighty thousand back in back. six months and, and some. That car ain't gonna make you shit. That Let's car see. is not gonna make me shit. Let's Uber driving or something. It's gonna take you a long ass time to Uber a driving. A long time, but but these are the things that you, you. These are the thoughts that are put into your head mm -hmm. as you're rolling along your journey. No, that's real. But shit. if you skip the journey and you get that check, you gonna look at eighty racks. Shit, this I'm gonna get this car. I'm about to get this car right now. It's only thirty racks versus eighty racks. Damn, I can buy like six houses with eighty racks at an auction. Straight up. At a tax auction in Texas, South Texas, I guarantee it. Man, that's that's so I real. I bought some land for eighty racks. I bought like a hundred racks. Oh, 80. you can buy a lot, a lot of land for eighty racks. Shit. 
Hell yeah, that that but that's why I be telling people all the time, like man, like if I if I was the position I'm in now, if I was in this position, when I was like 21, I'd have been fucking wilding the fuck out. Wilding, wilding. I'd have probably had a Porsche right now, another yeah. whip. Oh, I'd have been. Like, Look, and tripping. then like, yo, I need this. You like, kind of like a crackhead. Yo, I need this next wholesale deal because I gotta make these payments, bro. Yeah, bro, I gotta make the. I gotta get this, bro. I gotta. I need to make these payments on this. Y'all need to pay y'all rent because I gotta pay this mortgage that I'm behind on. Type Man. shit, you know. Oh, that's up. that's the kind of position you put yourself in if you don't know what you're doing. But like, if you discipline, once you start making money, you really don't even be trying to spend spend it all on stupid stuff. Like, when if you're disciplined, if you're not disciplined, you start making the money. Of course, you're gonna blow it off. But if you if you discipline <laughs> yourself, once you start making it. You really Man, don't want to spend any of I, I it. I think bro. of like a hundred ways I could. When I make some money, I'd be like, "Yo, it's a hundred things I can do with a thousand dollars." Literally. I know a hundred things right now I could do with a thousand dollars, make me a good return. You know what I'm saying? Or I could do this, I could do this. No, for real. That's that's, that's, that's yeah, if I was twenty one thousand dollars, man, what at H and M? I know they gotta sell. I could do two hundred dollars H and M. I could do this at uh this store. Ooh, go on, go on Ticketmaster. I was always on Ticketmaster and Live Nation on my phone. Like, oh, look, Currency and Wiz Khalifa coming to town here. Go cop the tickets here, cop the tickets here. I was going somewhere every weekend. Oh, the Hawks gang. Because we was 21. The Hawks tickets was like nothing yeah, when man. I was 21. They was nothing. So you like, damn, you can go to Hawks Hawks game, but Ludacris be there, Two Chains be there. You get some good tickets, have a good-ass time. Like, that's what we was doing. We was doing stupid shit. We was going to concerts, festivals, parties. You know what I'm saying? You just... What you do at 21 when you got money and no real bills? You blow it. You blow it. You blow it every time. Where Man, I, I was at Bonnaroo. Yeah, you was <laughs> I was going I was going everywhere. You just that, that, that's that's how that shit works. That's why I always salute young people that's like that at that at that age that understand it. That's how I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, that's dope. Like I, cause I didn't I, I I ain't get it. I'm like, I was fucking living for the goddamn day. Whatever. Yeah, I had a car that I bought like for like two thousand dollars. I had no car note. My car insurance was like one fifty, and I didn't even have rent. I was all over the place. Man, I ain't had no bills. My phone bill was like fifty dollars. I was making one fifty a day, easy. I could have been putting that into something, been doing something with it, but I was just, you know, wrong with mentality. I had, I had clothes in, in my trunk of my car with the tags on them, with the tags on. Them. I'm like, I don't even gotta go home. I got a whole outfit. Let me pop the tags off these real quick. Go change. Real change. That, that's man. That's just so crazy. But that, but like you, like but like you keep saying though, it's all part of the journey for real. Like it's like that's that's kind of necessary to go through, especially if you come up in an environment where you ain't really got no examples of seeing mm-hmm. financially financial literacy. That's all you know for real. Is to just blow your bread. You got to learn for mm-hmm. yourself and figure it out and be like, damn, I was tripping. I was tripping. For real. I could have did this, this, and this. Because, like, now I look back, I was like, okay, damn, I was making, like, 150 times six days a week. Because I was working, like, six, seven days a week. I could have did this. I could have invested in this. Damn, I could have had a house. Because I'll go back and look. You know, I, I do a lot of research. So I go back and look at property records and stuff. I'm like, damn. The 08 recession houses in Atlanta in 2011 when I was doing this, 2012, they were selling for, like, 50 racks. I ain't had like no debt. I could have just got me a little easy credit card, got my credit together in a couple months. You know what I'm saying? I was making money. First right, right. So you I could have went and bought me a house. I could have did this. So it's all a part of the journey. And you're like, okay, I made those mistakes. 
let me backpedal and let me see, okay, now that I'm making money now, let me make not make those same mistakes. Let me put my money to get away. Let me put my money together. Let me do this. Let me do my research on this, you know, that way. Cause that was what? That's 2012, like eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years from now, I would be at a whole, a whole different, different ball. Game. A whole different and, and what I'll be trying to get people to understand is, because, you know, like how we just talking about trips and people be like, oh, well, I'm, I need to go. I'm trying to enjoy myself. The thing I would learn is when you got the money to do those things, just having the money to do it is enough. You don't necessarily even yeah. have to do it. You like knowing that you could do it if you wanted to be enough. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, I'm cool. I just, I'm cool. I, I could, like if I really want to, I could. But I mean, shit, yeah. I'm, and people are like, oh, I gotta go international. I'm gonna tell y'all this. I went on an international trip this year, and I went on a domestic trip this year, and I had just as much fun at both of them. Both of them. Xavier was there. Yep. We had just. I had just as much had fun. When we, I was, I had a ball in Miami, mm-hmm. and a week later, I went to Jamaica and had a ball. So it's like when people are like, I gotta go. Out the country and do this, then go zip lining in Brazil so it could be special for Instagram. No, you don't. No, you don't gotta do don't. that. No, you don't. You don't gotta do that. All right, for real. You can have some low key up in the cabins trip, Airbnb, or you can have some low key uh, Florida trip, and you can have just as much fun. Definitely. Like you know it. what I'm saying? Because you gotta live within your means, within your pockets. If you worked all year and you don't make international trip money, but you make road trip to Florida money. Take, Take that road trip Take to Florida. Have your blast. For Don't real. worry about what other people say. Until you can go up to your trip, just worry about your Florida trip. Until yeah. you can go fly to Mexico or fly to Cuba yeah. or do whatever you want to do. Exactly. Because if you, like I, like, like I said that one time, if you got to be, if you have to be frugal on vacation, you shouldn't be on vacation. <laughs> a lot of people, right? a lot of people was coming at me crazy. I'm like, yo, y'all if listening? you gotta be, if you gotta be on a stupid budget when you're on vacation, vacation when I say a stupid budget, like you, if you going to Mexico but you can't afford to go out to eat, you don't, you don't need, need to be, to be in be Mexico there. for real. You don't need, like, you know what I'm saying? Need... Like that's just real. <laughs> like I'm not saying that you don't deserve a vacation. Everybody deserves vacation, right. but like everybody not gonna get a vacation. I'm sorry. Real. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. Just so if if you can afford to drive to Florida and you can afford to go out to eat in Florida, go out to eat in Florida. But if you can't afford to fly to another, like to Bali or whatever, if you can't afford that ticket, you can't afford that hotel, you know you can't. When you get there, you're going to be penny pinching. Don't do Come this. on now. Right. Stay home. And don't, don't let nobody make you feel bad about that shit. Yes. Thug it out. I'm going to tell y'all this. I thugged it out for a long ass time. Did not take no vacation. I ain't been to Jamaica in a long time, and it was my first time going in a long time so this year. As in, like, as an adult, you know, I used to go as a, you know when I was younger, but like as an adult, I was grinding. I was like, look, I am not gonna be out here spending fifteen hundred to you know buy a plane ticket, get a hotel, have spending money, you know, get you know to be able to enjoy myself. I wasn't doing that because it wasn't in my. That's not. It wasn't in my budget. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, people need to understand, like, look, if you don't need to, like, take a, when I say take a vacation, I mean, like, go somewhere, not just take some time off of work and chill at the crib. Yeah, really. But if you trying to, if you don't need to take a vacation, like, go somewhere for, like, two or three years, man, thug it out. But you know how we know a motherfucker say, uh, yes. I, could, I could die tomorrow. Yeah, thug it out. For me, I would say thug it out. Until you can have it, because I didn't go anywhere until we went to B's party in Miami, like for uh, like a while. But like, oh, I would take time here. off of work and just chill at the crib. 
Same here. That was I my- would do that. I do that all the time every couple of months. But I would not just take time off like, oh, I'm going out the country or I'm going to Miami or I'm going to go to Vegas. Like, that wasn't in my tax record. It wasn't in my time. Everybody got a journey. And everybody's journey not going to be the same even if you start in the same, same. At the same time. Facts. Like, you might start here and there and your homeboy, he might start over here and he might beat you to it. Don't get salty. Don't get That's salty. his journey. Exactly. That's all I'm trying to Because... Do. That's real. And you might need to learn something that he don't need to learn, or you might need to learn something that's gonna keep you on top that he don't need to learn that's gonna knock him off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to say like it's some salty shit going on, some shicey shit, but like everybody's journey is different. different, and everybody needs to understand that your journey is gonna be different, and you have to like work your own journey. Everybody's path is gonna be totally different. different. Yeah. Yo, I, man, that's the. I'm so glad you said it because I, I I tell people that shit all the time. People, because I be seeing people trying to keep up with other people, and I be like, "Yo, yeah. you don't have to do that." Like bro. somebody asked me how you get a wholesale deal so quick. I'm like, "Did you not hear me? I've been in real estate since I was 16. <laughs> For real, been sitting in closing since I was like young. Before I even really knew what a closing was, you know what I'm saying? So when I talk to Brandon, y'all can ask Brandon this. When I talk to Brandon, he'll tell you. We talked on the phone. He was like, "You already know what you're doing." And I was like, "Damn." It's just a new contract. Okay. And then a month later, had a wholesale deal. Because I'd already been, like, we talked about, what, almost, what, I was 26 at the time, so 10 years back, (laughs) back, you know, in real estate. See, and that, that, like they always say, though, it's not with the, uh, they say when somebody do work that it might take five minutes, they're not getting paid for Mm -hmm. that. They're getting paid for the years of of work. For the years of, yeah, because... When my when I started doing the wholesaling, like, dog, I knew how to search the MLS when I was, like, 16. Like, I know how to search top property tax records since I was, like, 16, 17. I know all that stuff. You know, I know how to read real estate contracts since I was, like, in my early 20s. Like, thoroughly read them and understand them. So when he sent me all the stuff, I'm, like, reading it. I'm, like, I kind of understand this. So he just, you know, get the seller, get the buyer, put the assignment fee on there, mm-hmm. assign it to somebody. This is easy. He like, you already know what you're doing. You sure you ain't never wholesale before? I was like, nah, I've kind of already been in like property management and stuff, but I know how to read contracts and I know how to read purchase agreements. So when people think, oh, she's got a wholesale in a month, damn, how come I can't get a wholesale? Like, if you don't have a real estate background, you know, it might be a little bit harder for you. Mm-hmm. It might be a little bit more difficult for you to access the MLS. It might be a little bit more difficult for you to understand how real residential real estate goes. Mm. That's the real estate may not be my full time. Like, like I tell people, like, look, I only got five of the trailers. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I really, I really, really, really research a lot before I make a move. Same with in real estate. Like, I do a lot of market research on real estate. That's you know, true. but for me to only have that one wholesale deal on my, under my belt, you know, that's that says a lot. You know, I still have a lot more research to do, but I was able to get a wholesale deal pretty quickly. Quickly, a month that ain't no time. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I just want to encourage people to like, look, just understand you got your own journey. Everybody has their own journey to kind of partake. And you have to understand that your journey is going to be different from the next person, no matter if y'all are taking the same steps. Facts. You're still going to have a different journey than them. Facts. You know, and you just have to understand that and retain all your information along your journey because, uh, uh, you know, each step you take forward is a close step. You are closer to where you get, you know, where you want to be. That's real. That's some real shit right there. That's that's and that's exactly why you shouldn't compare your, your shit yourself to anybody else. Because at the end of the day, most of the time, all you're seeing is the 
the, the the end part, the results. Anyway, you ain't seen it. Mm -hmm. You might not. He probably went through a lot of bullshit. You don't know. So, yeah, people look at me. They're like, damn, you work in movies. You doing this. You doing this. It was sweet. You got money. They're like, I'm like, dog, like, I used to be homeless. Like, I used to sleep in my car sometimes. I get off of work at two and got to be at work at seven. And I got to calculate, like, damn, it's going to take me 40 minutes to drive home. I'm going to sleep for a couple hours and I got to drive back 40 minutes. It might be taking me longer because I'm going to be driving back in morning traffic. Mm -hmm. I was just fucking KO in my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I used to work a lot and have no money <laughs> and still apply for an apartment and get denied and needed a cosigner mm. and be like, what? What you mean I don't have credit? What's credit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so everybody got a journey, you know what I'm saying? Like your, your journey may take two years. I can't be salty that somebody came up in two years and it took me from being like 18, 19, 17. I was on my own. When I was like 17. So now I'm 27. That's 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's 10 years. So now I can say like, oh, damn, I own property out here. I got this going on. I own this business. I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? I have my journey. You know, so you're not going to get where I'm. I mean, you may get where I'm going, where I am in two years. That's your journey. I can't be salty. Exactly. I had to go through what I had to go through, you know? Exactly. And so for people, people need to understand that like you, you're going to have your own journey. You're going to have your own trials and tribulations. You might make it in a year. You might come up. You know what I'm saying? Like, quick. Quick. Hit the jackpot. Yeah. I've seen people have real estate deals like they first, second, third, maybe fourth deal in. Six figures. Six figure flip. Like, damn, change their life. Change their whole life. And, and I've seen people flip houses for six years and not have a six figure flip for like six or seven years. And, or still haven't had a flip like that, but they still make, you know, 10000 here, 20000 here. They got a different journey than that person that got that $100,000 flip. So you can't look at the next man or the next woman and think like, damn, I'm doing everything that they doing. And I feel like I can, I deserve this. You know, I grinded for this long. It's not fair. She just got in. Cause you know, it's people that I'm putting on it and feeling like they didn't have to go through the same shit I had to go through. Mm. They're going to be able to come on in like six months to be able to be, you know, do some shit. Right. Well, I can't be salty. No, you you know what I'm saying? You can't be. It's because of my journey that they even be able to do that. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So I'm happy. Like, hey, it's about to be more people that look like me out there. Exactly. You post the you whole door open when you get in. Huh? I said, like they say, you post to hold the door open when you get in. Yeah, when you get in. So mm -hmm. I feel like everybody just needs to understand that they're going to have their own trials and tribulations that they have to go through and that they have to understand. And that. Once they go through it, like, oh, once you go through, you're like, damn, I needed to experience that. You ever had those moments? You're like, damn, I needed oh, yeah, to learn all that. Because I was like, I was totally blind to that, you know? All the time. Damn, if I didn't, like, I've had moments where I've driven out to parks, you know, and learned some shit like, damn. It was worth it. If I would have stayed in the house today. I wouldn't have known. I would have never learned that or decided to come look this up. Because, you know, learn some stuff and then go home and look it up. I may not have bought a trailer. I may have not have, you know, got a new prospect. But I learned something like, damn, if I would have never got up this morning and drove an hour out here and talked to that dude for like 30 minutes and learned about this, I would have never learned about all of this. He just saved me like ten or $15,000. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. It's the journey. Things you learn along your journey are what propel you to the top. Mm. But... If I would have never went out there that day, I'd still be making that same mistake and paying extra and taking the long route to do this thing. And shit, my journey could be prolonged because of that. 
because now I'm spending more money doing something stupid when I learned that, hey, you don't got to do that. You just do this. And that, that's, that's why you should appreciate each part of your journey. Mm -hmm. Appreciate yeah. every single step every because step. you you gonna learn along the way. You learn even even if it's some shit that you might because at the at the moment you might be like, man, this is terrible. When you look back on it, you all it's, it always be like, damn. I might you might not be glad it happened, but you might uh, you you come around to appreciating it. Like I appreciate yeah. that moment for real because that that for real mold, they molded to to where I am right now. So, yep. Yeah, and that's just how shit work. And like, I got something else. And this, this the uh, this the last question we ask. We always ask our guests this at the end. We say, mm -hmm. so, so all the things you're doing right now, what you got for stackers only? You you constantly, if you if you follow Tara on uh, Twitter, she constantly dropping gems, giving out game. What is the uh, motive? Do you feel like that's a obligation you have with giving people this information, or that's just something that? Well, like, what's the motive behind it? The motive behind me giving out the information, I feel like because if you have it, you should give it. And the person that kind of gave it to me, her, my aunt, she has been a big, big, big push in my life. When I was younger, you know, I'm 16 years old. I ain't doing that with my life. You know, she was kind of like the, the ride dude in the commercial. You ain't doing shit. You ain't doing shit. You're like, you come on, you're going to drive around my clients. You're going to drive around my clients. You're going to come stage to my house and you're going to write on my for sale signs type shit, you know? Yeah. And she kind of like, she had the knowledge. You know, mm. she was making bread. She was making like multiple six figures when I was in like middle school. And I'm like, damn, like she got Gucci rainbows. I'm trying to have Gucci rainbows one day. And it's funny because I I got Gucci rainbows now. <laughs> but I'm like, damn, she she buying this and she able she been taking me shopping. And I seen the register that she spent twelve hundred on me and my sister. We was at we was at like Marshall's one day. She spent like twelve hundred grand damn. on us. Just swipe just swipe the card. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, damn. Damn, that's a lot of money. That's mm -hmm. like a house, you know. <laughs> that's, you, that's what you're thinking. You're like, damn. Yeah, I'm like, that's a lot. Because, you know, so I always looked up to her. I'm like, yeah, she was always dropping gems on me. Always made sure, like, anything that she learned, she would sit down and teach me. And she put me on the real estate. So as I grew older, she was always telling me, you know, she would say the same thing. Like, if you got the door open, you hold it open for other people. Right. If you see somebody that you feel like you can educate them, you know, not in a condescending way, you can help them help them you know and you know just try to help as many people as you can because the more people you help the more you better your community you know what i'm saying so like for instance without her helping me i would have never helped all the people that i've helped today okay. like to this day you right. know what I'm saying i would not be on this podcast i wouldn't you know my life wouldn't be where it's at so thank you trina that's my auntie <laughs> she's like shout the best real estate broker in Atlanta, uh, she about to be a general contractor, so she coming for next. Okay. Just like I'm on next, she coming for next. Uh, so, you know, that's that's my motivation behind it. You know, really just, I feel like I have I have a platform mm. and I have the door open and I'd have put a wedge in the door and I'm squeezing as many people as I can through. Like, look, I'm getting as many black people in this film as I can. They, they paying us, bro. Mm. They paying us. I'm getting as many people in this film as I can. You know, I'm putting as many people onto these mobile homes as I can and any other things that I learn, you know, I'm put it out there because the more of us that know, the more of us, you know, make it. And the more of us that make it, when the time comes for us, all of us to pull our resources together, they're going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't help nobody else, how can you expect to better the community if you don't help nobody in the community, mm -hmm. if you got it? Mm. That's you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say or be like, y'all niggas broke, y'all ain't doing shit. I don't help if I don't help nobody. You know what I'm saying? And before we even log off, I want to tell you this: the person that got me in the film, I put him onto a job. 
That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. He was fresh out of high school. He's my little brother's friend. I was working at STK, the steakhouse. I was bartending. And he was like, look, sis, I need a job. Like, I'm tired of working at McDonald's in the drive through I'm tired of doing it. Da, 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 da. I put him on to a job at SDK, right? Mm-hmm. Left SDK, started managing another bar. And he needed a job again. He was like, look, you know, he was making like maybe $500 every two weeks. He came to SDK, started making more money. He was like, yo, this is what's up. And he was in school for film. So I helped him get all these jobs, whatever. And that's when we started doing the festival. He turned around to me like, hey, you should do film, da 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 da. So he put me on somebody that I put on and held wow. the door open for. I could have been like, nah, I ain't giving you no job. You a young nigga, da 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 da. Right. And he would have did the same thing back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was working on, you know what I'm saying? He was working on The Walking Dead. You know what I'm saying? He ain't had to help me out. Not he at was all. already there. For real. So you never know. You could hold the door open for somebody and they turn around and open the door for you. That's real life. That real life happened to me. Damn. I put him onto a job and he turned around and put me onto a career. That's you know what I'm saying? So keep the door open, help as many people as you can. Like uh I do I be charging for consoles, but it's people out there and they know who I'm talking to. Like I, I give people so much free stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if I got it, I feel like I need to help people. Help you know me. what I'm saying? Because if you got it, you should help people, you mm-hmm. know. Provide the resources for everybody to succeed. That way, you can say, oh, as a community, we all succeeding together. Yep. And, and all you can really do is play your part. That's what I always say. Like, man, I'm just trying to play yeah. my part. I can't, I can't help everybody. I know I, I, I can't know help that. everybody. I know but that. if you ask me for some resources, I'm going to give you the links to it. So exactly. at least I can say, look, I gave him the link to the job application. Or I put him on to the job. You know what I'm saying? Or I taught him how to do it. but I can't make him do it, but for real. I, it's out there. It's out there. Hey, you, you hit me, I'm going to tell you. Whatever I know. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. be one of them motherfuckers that's like, no, I ain't gonna tell you everything, cause I'm gonna be, I'm gonna straight up tell you like that's what it is. I tell I tell people everything if I have the time to I like. The time, right. People know like if I have the time like we was on the boat in Miami we talked for like what thirty forty minutes. Man, if I right. got the time, I will talk. <laughs> but yeah. I don't have the time to talk to everybody, you know, and I can't succeed and do what I'm doing by telling everybody. Everything, everything, you know, every time, every single time I get a chance yeah. to, you know, it's just not feasible for me. So every person that I can help, I try to help. Because mm. every person that I help, that's another black face. That's another black family that's fed. That's another black person that quit on another black person that quit on another black person. Exactly. Same reaction through the Same community. Reaction. So yeah. I always remember that. Hold the door open because the person that you can help to help somebody else, they can turn back around and help you. Help you or help one of your loved ones or something. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. You never know. You <laughs> never know. You never know. And and with that being said, I just want to say, I definitely, like, you know, like I told you, we've been waiting on this episode for a minute. And I, just, <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate you taking out the time, taking time out your busy schedules to come chop it up with us. And you already know. Of course. We, 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 we support you with anything. We riding with you. So you already know what it is. But I just want to say, I, we definitely, definitely appreciate you. All right, man. It's been great talking to you. Tell Deanna. I hope everything's all good with the fam. Yeah, for sure. So, but before we before you get off, mind do you mind plugging in your stuff where people can find you? All that good stuff for Stackers Only. Oh yeah, Uh, you can find me at for Stackers Only on Twitter. Uh, You can also find me uh, for StackersOnly dot com, thestackstore.com. You know everything's on there. Just you know support, sign up. It's a bunch of free links. 
you know, I'm trying to try and put as much free stuff on there as I can, as much links as I can to help everybody out. Thank you, everybody, for the support. All the 1.1 million hits in like six that's crazy. weeks. That's crazy. Y'all went crazy on the website. I crazy. love you guys. <laughs> that's crazy. That's amazing. Man, that's, that's crazy. But yeah, definitely, definitely, like I said, I'm going to say the last time, follow her on Twitter. If you ain't doing that, you slacking already. Yeah. So follow Yeah, just put my Twitter handle in the uh, yep. in the uh, thing when you make it. That way everybody can follow me. Yep. Sure. I know they're going to go crazy on the spelling. <laughs> all right, right. You, all right, you already know. So I, I, I definitely got, I got you. Like I said, that's all I got for you. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, of course, of course, man. I hope y'all have a beautiful Sunday. Look out for my email tomorrow. I got a health is wealth email coming tomorrow with my personal trainer. We're going to talk about some simple workouts for you guys. And uh, my stack hoodies are dropping. Yes. They're going to come right right, right before uh, Black Friday for y'all. Let's and get gonna, it. You know, some, I'm probably going to give some away for Black Friday, but y'all be on the lookout for those. Bet. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with Tara. She get, we, we, we chopped it up, had a lot of good games. It was a real good combo. I'm super glad we had was able to have that conversation. I've been waiting to have her on for a minute. And for those who don't know, wrapping up, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Xavier C. Miller. Uh, Deanna Information, you can find her at uh, Deanna Kent on Instagram and Deanna S. Kent on Twitter. And uh, that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Appreciate y'all for listening. See you on the way. The big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.